0: Welcome to Veteran State of Mind. I'm your host, Geraint Jones. I just sang the last intro and I got rid of it. You're fucking welcome. Right, I'm glad to be here. Excited to be here. Today's episode, it's been a long time coming. Uh, Before we get into that though, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you guys for coming back. Um, Thanks for coming back. Uh, If you're a new listener, welcome. If you want war stories, dark humour and no filter, then you're in the right fucking place. Um, I like to think that you'll learn something too. Um, I definitely have over the last year. Um, yeah, we've gone about a year now, and um, I've learned a lot. I hope you guys have too. It's been a great journey that I am glad to be on, um, riding all around on it as you do. Right, I'm on looking at me. What I've got written down here because we have a review to review, as promised. Uh, I'm going to read a review that one of you guys has left on iTunes. Uh, if I read your review, get in touch, and I'll send you something for free, uh, some merch or a signed book, something like that. Today's review comes from, um, and I'm not making this up, random person. One two three, one two three, one two three, one two three. Uh, I'm just going to call you random person for short. mate. random person's uh, review is titled uh, "My Opinion," and it's got a little British flag emoji on there, which I thought was a nice touch. And it said, "I have not served in the British Armed Forces yet, but this is inspirational!" Exclamation mark. I am not the age of joining yet but the insight and views from these podcasts are amazing. Another exclamation mark. A podcast like no other. This is a must listen for all armed forces and armed forces wannabes across the globe. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark, followed by British flag, thumbs up, fist bump. How would you like that for a fucking review? Right. Thank you, random person 123123123123. I 123 123 123 123. Uh, appreciate that. And good luck with your career in the armed forces, or whatever else you decide to do, um, thank you for that review, made me very happy Um, get get in touch with your free swag Uh, for those of you who have already served in the British Armed Forces or who are going to be leaving at some point check out the Royal British Legion Segway as fuck, Uh, I know a lot of people turn to the Legion when they've hit hard times but you don't need to be in that position to get get stuff out of them basically, which is what it comes down to getting stuff out of them, isn't it, for nothing Um, they offer help with business, housing all kinds of good stuff so, if you're a veteran uh, or their family, check them out at rbl.org or at the Royal British Legion on Insta. Um, if you read Brothers in Arms, by the way, then you know how much I love the Household Cavalry. Uh, well, Alex Owen, who served with them as an officer on the same tour in which I slagged them off to fuck, he's part of the Legion team who makes this podcast possible. I know, it's bad, right? Anyway, he said that he'd come on here as a guest. Um, he hasn't actually said that, but now he hasn't got a choice, does he? So, look out for Alex in the future. Um, and we'll we'll chat about household cavalry stuff, and we'll also chat about um legion stuff because he'll be able to give you a good insight onto it, and he's probably got some really interesting stories about donkeys. Right, while we're on the subject of veterans, see, fucking segue master, I am. Our mates over at Camouflage with a K are a veteran-owned and operated surveillance and investigations company. A brand you can rely on for their professionalism, integrity, and quality of work at all levels. They've been helping me out recently with some cameras to catch fly tippers. So if you're listening, you fuckers, you're fucking, your days are numbered. Right, anyway. Put the Yankee Genie back in the bottom. Uh, if you've got property, um, property or a home, they can help you protect it. If you've got a dodgy person in your life, they can help you look into them. Um, maybe you feel like you're getting catfished. Camouflage can investigate online too. They get in the trees, they get in your, in your fucking browsing histories. Yeah, I know, watch out for that one. But yeah, they're getting amongst it all over the place, so. There are also stock lists of specialized surveillance, outdoor clothing, and equipment and more from the likes of Lawmate, Yukon, TRC Outdoors, and Luminate Designs. I know some of those companies are also veteran-owned. This is like an inception of veteran-owned stuff, just going in one layer deeper, Von deeper all the time. So, yeah, check them out, guys. Camouflage, belt with dot uh, .co.uk, or at Camouflage Limited, that's L-T-D, um, one word, on Instagram. Find them tagged up in my posts. Um, you can find them on there. Uh, all right, today's guest. Today's guest uh, is someone I've wanted to have on the guest since before the podcast even got started. Yeah, I wanted to meet him since even the podcast even got started. So that's how um, That's how kind of far back my fascination with this gentleman goes. Uh, in 2017, I was honored to get the chance to work on a book um, uh, written by Major Adam Jowett, who is an uh, absolute legend in my eyes. Uh, Adam's story is called No Way Out and it's the true story of Easy Company who saw some seriously heavy fighting in the summer of 2006 in Afghanistan uh, and the ending to their battle is unlike anything you've ever heard of. Uh, the story was also covered in the documentary Heroes of Helmand, which I recommend you watch uh, and one of the guys who kept popping up in both uh, the book and the documentary was a sniper from Free Para, for, uh, this, uh, 3rd Battalion Parachute Regiment, who my American friends out there. Uh, he's also a podcaster himself. He is host of the Awesome H-Hour podcast. I always enjoy my conversations with him, and I'm sure you will do too. Um, I hope this will be the first of many appearances on the show for him. He is, of course, the South William Stallion, my
1: friend, Mr Hugh Keir. Oh, not forget it, that feeling of acceptance. I can be the guy that's looking back with knowledge as my weapon. It's inside of you and it's inside of me The real killer in depression is to suffer silently The journey's rough, the road is long You've just got to accept you I haven't got to see the whole staircase Just the first step Hugh, welcome to the podcast,
0: mate Cheers for coming in, cheers for coming down um, Before we kick off the podcast There's something that has been uh, Something that uh, people on the internet have asked me to address and that is the. This, talk is, this is the sex trafficking ring that you, Jeffrey Epstein, and Michael from Declassified are running. <laughs> so, right, so straight away, I just brought you in here, to set you up. Right, cheers for coming in. You refused to answer any questions. Um, no, welcome in. Well, cheers for coming down, mate. Or cheers for coming up. Pleasure. Actually, let's That's get technical pleasure. about it. Um, we've got to dive back in. We've got to give some people a bit of context about you if they haven't done as I asked them to and did their homework by reading No Way Out, watching Heroes of Helmand which is how obviously I come to know you. In fact, let's expand on that a little bit because I know some people skip the podcast, even though I ask you not to, you fuckers. Um, Got to know of you when I was working on the book with uh, Major Jowett, Major Adam Jowett. No, No Way Out. You were one of the snipers from Fee on, what was it, Herrick? I'm not good with Herrick numbers. Four. Herrick four. So it was 2000, 2006. Because it can
2: flick with the year numbers. Herrick four by 2006.
0: Well, I, I figure I. The tour we went out, on, we straddled two tours as well, so it was like, you know when you do a brigade one and everyone's getting worked up for it? You know, like everyone, you hear that, like the telic ones, you heard the telic numbers all the time. I don't think I ever heard the Herrick numbers. It was just like, you're going out with Afghan. It wasn't really a Herrick number. It's confusing, mate. Who comes up with these names anyway?
2: I don't know. I don't
0: know. They're not really cool, are they? I like Operation Phantom Fury. Is like the, the operation the Americans did in Fallujah. I'm thinking that's how you fucking call an operation. Is that a real name? operation phantom fury it was like That's, a star wars game no i made that was their mission in Fallujah. Their, their mission in Fallujah. this is great one as well it's like when you're trying to convince the locals that you're coming in to help them and you call your mission phantom fury i can i
2: can add to that with the yanks we have our company call signs don't we yeah and it's like alpha bravo charlie delta echo or easy as it was in, in the book you're talking about and then uh in in uh 2008 when i went back out to afghan on Herak Gate, funny enough, actually a line with the year number. I think it was Herak Gate. I mean, we were working with a, a Yank call sign, and there and there was a company of Yanks, and their call our call sign was uh, what was it? No, we were Emerald Emerald from a company. there was just a call sign, and uh, the Yanks call sign was. Terminator. No way.
0: <laughs> Hearts Heart and pro- mind, probably a fucking, probably a supply convoy or something, was yeah. it? Yeah,
2: mate, it was ridiculous.
0: Fucking hell, that's man. I mean, I do. Don't get me wrong. Like, I like it, and I've, I, I get the psychological point of view. Whereas, like, like if you're, if you're in, um, if you're in a traditional kind of like combat role of like, say, conventional force against conventional force, I think it's a great idea to have a call sign like that. But it's a, it's a bit of a di- like that kind of dissonance between if you're telling your troops we're here for hearts and minds and it's like, what's your call sign? Terminator. I think words words matter, mate. Obviously, I'm going to say that doing what I do for a living. But I do think it, it matters. And I think if you're tro- calling your troops fucking Terminators, then they're going to act, want to act up to it. Yeah. So f- I was going to say, just fill, fill people in on your background, mate, before we start diving into these co- tours. Because I, I don't know much about your tours. And, well, apart from the first one, obviously um the first afghan one yeah the first afghan one sorry mate i know you're you the part of the old and bold what, what's your what's your army number <laughs> tell me and then everyone can know your password for all your shit <laughs> two one zero three <laughs> two five two
2: five oh, yeah. so i yeah i joined up uh i i i signed up with the recruiting office end of 99 and then i joined uh, on 1st of may 2000 and what was the um what was
0: the kind of thinking behind that then uh, behind the army in general and then the uh, sorry the army in general and then the parachute regiment in particular
2: oh god deep questions it is lack of options so uh, as a as a kid um, and right up until right up until a few years in, into my career really I was uh, very very low self esteem very low self confidence um, well those two things on a on a, on a big scale um, socially I was quite awkward um and and part of that was a part of all of those things really. is I grew up on a, on a farm in South Wales. My nearest neighbour was like four miles away. You know, my interaction with other, other kids and sort of that social development was minimal. I went around and cut about with the cows and the sheep and the horses. You know, and and, and, and that was it. And, it <laughs> and that was it really. Apart from one mate who lived on the opposite side of the valley on another farm, and he he, he became equally as odd as I did. You know, um, in this period,
0: just is this by any chance? Did you begin shooting in this period when you were living on a farm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Funny
2: enough, yeah, I did, yeah, I started, yeah, i started shooting uh probably 11 or 12 years old
0: i live in the countryside mate i'm fucking in just gunshots and shit all day it's like living in compton or something seriously Yeah. um so like who who taught you how to shoot then
2: my old man well right. yeah my old man taught me he, he was i mean he grew up in a he grew up in the, in the countryside as well um well for part of his growing up he taught me how to shoot and he just develops i think when you when you're on your own cutting about like that or with that mate I talked talked about you uh and that young. Mm-hmm. Like and your brain's a sponge and it and it learns to develop and adjust to make yourself more accurate mm-hmm. in whatever you're doing, do, shooting do, or not.
0: Do you and do you feel with you in shooting then, it's like you know, like sometimes you can when you throw a rugby ball or whatever, or kick a rugby ball, it just kinda of goes where you want it to without you really overthinking it. But like with shooting, a lot of us like, you know, you it really kind of like it gets drilled into you with your marksmanship principles and all that. When you shoot, do you feel like it's a feel thing rather than a technical thing? Like you're shooting from feel.
2: Yes, it's a feel thing. Um, it's, it's two things are talking about you. You're mm-hmm. talking about shooting as a kid as an am- amateur. No, yeah, like a was it, yeah, a generalised kid, and then a sniper, and one. a much shorter range, which yeah. is predominantly feel, mm-hmm. and it's that's just about stability predominantly, and then learning. You know, you are aiming off. Mm-hmm. Up, down, left, or right, whatever it is, and then as you as you go into shooting in inverted commas professionally within the military, whether that's on an SA eighty or an assault rifle or on a bolt action, then um then it it becomes a lot more about training with the technical technical skills in mind, and then if you train enough, that becomes uh, that becomes feel. But then even with sniping, there's stuff that doesn't become feel. There's so much mathematics involved yes. and you're learning about aiming on as opposed to aiming off, which is where your clicks and all that come in and you're talking about all sorts of stuff from the air pressure to different things, stuff that you have to be conscious to measure. So it can't become feel. Most of it's feel. There's other stuff you just got to bring in. And, and then and then you've got what the enemy's doing. Nice. You know, not just the enemy you're shooting at, but what is my what are doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of, you've got to be very, very, very conscious about. A, a, a rabbit doesn't shoot back. You know yeah. what I mean? Well... <laughs> <laughs> fucking warship down here. <laughs> they're, they're
0: a bit too intelligent that movie for my liking. Yeah. Um, with uh, with with the shooting and stuff—is that something that you continued after the military? Is, is something the I shoot want... Yeah, shooting. Have you continued that after the military? Have you?
2: Have I done? Oh, I yeah, continued to do it. Do you, do, you do, do it now? Do you do? do um, you go back to the? Um, go back to the I have. I have not. I have not. I've done it. Yeah, I've, I've done it on and off just with an air rifle. Uh, I've just not had the opportunity, guys. All the time. Funny enough, I bumped into a guy two weeks ago um who lives not so far from me now and he shoots yeah. and then um what like,
0: like shoots as in like he has a proper rifle shotguns and rifles I, yeah
2: and uh he's he's sift pop yeah. and um so i might hopefully get out with him at some point it's time and it's licensed it
0: surprised me every now and again i'll see someone with like a remington 700 pop-up on um on um you know on instagram or something i'm like how the fuck have you got about a 7.62 rifle in the uk but like you said you can you can get them It's obviously not as prevalent 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 then then Tune in, <laughs> Tune in next time best be mindful um <laughs> but yeah it's um it's something i miss mate to shoot inside of to shoot inside of things it's a real like i it's you know that all civvies pay thousands for this stuff you always get used to get tall it's true isn't it that they really bu- Absolutely. You, like like, if you look at now how much co- it costs to go and fire a fucking machine gun in Vegas or something, it's extortionate. And I'm going to be in Vegas the week this air. so if anyone in Vegas wants to give me a deal on shooting a machine gun, um, at targets, not in some kind of weird American massacre, which seemed to be quite popular, doing the rounds, <laughs> we don't want any of them. Um, so yeah, so you were the most popular kid um, back then then, mate. Hang on, I never mentioned popularity. <laughs> yeah, no, you uh, said. it. was just where it was. And then, <laughs> I'm just uh, filling in the blanks, mate.
2: The, uh... <laughs> It's probably it's probably an accurate statement actually. And I was ginger as ginger can be, and I was uh skinny as hell. One well, the one thing I had going for me was physical fitness, basically, right. is what I had. And uh, and it came around to it, I ended up on a 24 hour, spent 24 hours at the Paris, done all the shots. Oh, well, I can't,
0: how'd how, how, how You just not <sighs> just fall into a 24 hours in the they, Paris. No, thing.
2: They, had, they had an advert on TV, right? And my mate from the village. Um, he because I'd moved off the top of the valley down to the, into the village and the bottom of the valley, and his dad was ex military. And uh, and so, um, he this advert came up, and he, and he was on about joining the military. We went down and spent 24 hours at a Paris, and I uh, they did like a mile and a half run, and I smashed that, mm. uh, one that they did like a beep test, I one that, um, and I thought, there's something good at now, mm. and uh, so I decided he's was going to join that. Is that from being on the farm? The physical fitness, yeah. Yes, initially, yeah. I mean, school was seven miles away, right? So right. We, imagine that were are on the top of the mountain, okay? Right. Well, no, just a bit down from the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. So I was, because my parents worked and got Swansea and Cardiff and I was in Neath, right? Mm. Yes, they used to travel miles. So I, as I got older, I'd cycle to school. Mm-hmm. Seven miles to school, it was almost all downhill or flat. But on the way back, mate, Honksville. it was like seven miles of pure graft, nice. like uphill. I had quads the size of flipping mm-hmm. and a big... Big things. No. <laughs> just, don't ask me, mate. I don't. I'm not that's, good on that's descriptive stuff. And then rugby came in, and, and um, yeah, I was just physically fit. When did you start playing rugby? Oh, fucking hell, six, seven years old. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. how how would you feel like? Um, how do you feel like rugby stood you instead for the, the military?
2: Uh, it didn't really have an impact. Don't uh, think it did. No, and no, oh. I tell you why because. At the time I was playing rugby, my old mum was forcing me to play it, mm. and ah, I had that right. lack of self-esteem, lack of self-confidence, mate. So and you I didn't really, want to be at the team. I did not like physical confrontation. I did mm. not like contact, um, as in physical, you know, hitting, hitting people or being hit by a tackle. Like, I didn't like it at all. Mm. And then bringing in the fighting element when you're getting the scraps on the pitch, mm. I did not like that either. So,
0: but yeah, but you didn't like it. But could that exposure of it that must have surely served you well? Because it's not then when you're turning up at depot, it's not the first time you've ever. Had physical confrontation. Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise, you would have been having that when you turned up at the. Ah, at the, at uh, true.
2: Up. Yeah, true. It didn't do me very well. It, I be, I ended up taking a year out of rugby when I got the sixteen years. In fact, I have been in it. Right. I was. I hated it. I hated it. Uh, binned it, and then I think over that year. I matured a little bit, and I came back. I don't know why I came back to play. I played came out for a different team. Mm. I just remember getting on the first game, and for some of the change, I put in this big hit on this guy, mm. and he was the biggest guy in the pitch. I fucking decked him, and it was like the best feeling ever. What's like, your favorite
0: feeling? What's your favorite feeling in rugby? Scoring or putting a big hit in? Big hit. Yeah, it's got to be in it. Big So, hit, so much better. So much yeah,
2: better. I put I put in a big hit back in, back in uh, in the local derby, and I, I I hit their their wing. It was a different game. Mm. Hit their winger. And it was, they had a they had a stand. Right, they were a division above us. They had a stand. And I hit their winger. Bang! Decked him under the pitch and, stand, and they gave him a compound fracture, snapped his leg in front of their in front of there, standing from their his club. own mother. I did not stay for drinks in the club. That
0: <laughs> <day>. <laughs> I think that's the best part. Rugby though makes bigots. I don't like the way that they're taking it out now. It's. I, I understand that they're trying to.
2: Oh, they aren't taking it out. Well, just forcing people to be more careful in what they're doing. But which is fair
0: enough. I, I, yeah, I get that, and I'm all for the head collisions and stuff. But the thing is, mate, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you go into somebody with your shoulder. A lot of time that person will bounce off you, right? And it looks like a giant hit, but actually, what's happened there is no is no more impactful in, than to what's happened anywhere else on the pitch. It just looks bigger because the person's bounced off you, and they and because your arms aren't wrapped around them, you don't end up next to each other, so it looks bigger. Um, whereas, like any any fucking hit in rugby is is shaking your head. Like those hits aren't shaking anymore, and by not having to put your arms up by your sides your shoulder joints aren't getting wrecked as much. Because like, having to stick... like These massive blokes now running into people at high speed, your fucking shoulder joints now in rugby are just getting absolutely... Or especially professionals are getting torched because their arms out there extended. You've got these tiny little muscles in your rotator cuff. And that's why so many players are getting fucking injured now. Let them tackle with their fucking
2: shoulders. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 pop, I pop my shoulder tackling, so I end up giving up. I just started back last October. There you go. See, I'm sticking up for you. Yeah, but at the same time... I also know that when you could shoulder charge, man, if I was going to tackle someone and I was throwing the shoulder at the same time, that's like tackling someone full pelt and throwing a punch at the same time with your elbow. Because you're not going to break your shoulder doing a, sh- there's a shoulder part. Exactly. You're not going to break your shoulder. So no,
0: this you're going to <laughs> break their life. Fuck them. <laughs> don't walk on the pitch if you don't want to get hit. It's fucking... Thunder Dome. Remind me not to play against you. I don't fucking play anymore. Make sure I, I get injured. There we go. Tell I went for a walk. I body. went for a walk on Christmas Day and fucked my leg up and couldn't walk for a week for fuck's sake. The rugby days are. I wanted to come down and play in your game. And I'm, my mum was just like, do not dare go to that fucking rugby game. And i I think she might have a point here because every time I come in from a fucking gym session, I'm like, "Oh, I can't move this, I can't move that." Yeah, it <laughs> fucking scary. body. It it's, once you've had a, a couple of years out of it, mate, I think that's you have to draw a line under it. Though. When
2: I did five, I did five years out and I got back in. Really? Played it last year. Yeah. Are, are, right. are you playing?
0: You're obviously not playing. I've, I know. I've seen the the video footage of you, mate, hiding out on the wing. Shelter. Wait, I, was, <laughs> I ended up scrum
2: off. A six foot one to scrum half. Did you? <laughs> yeah.
0: Fucking hell, your back must have been fucked the next day. <laughs> it's idiot, it's idiot. Yeah, just fucking bending from the east. Cause that's Because I look at how low they get now, like clearing out rocks and stuff. And I'm like, right, bend over, touch it. T- yep, that's not happening. I'm just thinking if someone hit my back while I'm bent over trying to get Because I used to play flanker. I'm like, if someone hit my back now while I'm bent over trying to get the ball, I thought, I'm done. That, that'll be me. Fucking Stephen Orkin Jones will be the fucking... Ah oh, mate, so anyway, so point being, nobody liked you in school. Your parents didn't like you, so you joined the Paris. Is that what you're saying?
2: I would. Disc- they're, they're quite <laughs> accurate. Quite accurate statements. Yeah, and then joining up. Oh, I knew it, yeah. Joined up, then joined up, yeah. Uh, cause just and just because again, off the back of the. T- but so
0: you reckon? Right. It, you reckon if that if that tri- trip had been to um, the Welsh Guards. Instead of the Paris, you reckon you would have joined the Welsh Guards? It was just kind of like... Quite possibly. Yeah, it was just like that was what you kind of like quite possibly, landed yeah. into. Quite possibly,
2: yeah. No pun intended. Um, yeah, quite possibly. But then at the... No, yes, yes, I, yeah, probably. yeah, probably. Yeah, of course you may. Fucking pulling
0: back all these layers
2: now. No, but it worked out well. I ended up not joining the Guards.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have... Um... Yeah, I was just going. Now I was trying to think of something good to say about him, really. But there's nothing.
2: Well, the thing is in that situation, I don't think it's good. Hey, what's that? Oh, you mean no for your situation?
0: Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mean. No,
2: well, that's it. well, yes, that situation. Where you got, uh, you, you know, you got. A, I suppose you, you look at you look at the civil Look at kids. When I say kids, I mean like eighteen, nineteen, you got twenty kids years, and your music, right? And they're like, you got. Let's say you got a hypothetical average level of of confidence of, of, of self-awareness of ability of emotional intelligence average mm. and for people below that and any one of them little sort of factors and that's a good thing look at the uh we were talking about the army ads weren't we the yeah. army campaign I mean, we're gonna watch a couple do you them remember minutes. the last one where it was like snowflakes and all that do you Remember the last one yeah. did you not like that i thought it was fucking
0: genius Wait, i think you get the fuck out of the studio why because it's Bollocks, mate! It's the your... one where
2: they had the pictures. What, what All right, let's
0: it? let's let's go into the recruiting videos now. Right, this is how. Right, <laughs> open your ears, army, about to drop some knowledge bombs on you. This is how the army should recruit recruits. Is this, is Do you like... want to come and have a fucking fight? Yeah, we'll get down to fucking recruiting office, you cunts, and we'll go for a massive scrap. That's what it should fucking be. Mate, in none of this, like, oh, you're a snowflake. No, it should be, like, show people... Should it should be, like, do you go cage fighting? Are you into jiu Do you like punching people in the face? Well, come in the army. We'll fucking pay you to do it. And you get to kill some fucking cunts, too. That's what it should be, mate. Oh, but...
2: Okay, on that. That's fire me up. I'm ready to go sign up right now. On, on that point, but those kind of people, right, are mm-hmm. the kind of people who are likely to join up anyway. Ah. so why target them.
0: Uh, uh, all right, uh, you 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 bring up a wise and learned point, but this is where I count. I read all the time. So this I is what. Yeah, but this, well, is this, is, this is where I count. three quarters This is where I count on me. Oh, we can, we can wrap it up. <laughs> um, this is where I counter. For me, if I saw those adverts now, the snowflakes one, 16, 17 year old me would have gone. I don't want a part of that. What? Where is where? Where's the challenge that I'm looking for? I don't want to be with a bunch of snowflakes. So I think that they've gone too far in the other direction. I understand the um, they're kind of like their fucking Orwellian mind tricks behind this thing for trying to get these people in. Like I understand that, but I think that at the expense of bringing in your snowflakes, you're losing your hardcore. Because the thing is, in these days, mate, like it used to be, if you wanted to um. If you wanted to do adventure training and that kind of stuff, realistically, you had to go and join the army or the military and to get the stuff. If you want to go fucking freefall, parachuting or anything like that, you've got to join the military. Now, mate, you don't even have to earn a lot of money. You can go fucking freefalling every weekend if you want to. You know, you can... you are squinting your eyes at me. You squint your eyes at me, you
2: What do your parents do? I couldn't have fucking. I couldn't do that now. How much does it cost to go parachuting every weekend? I don't know. Well, you're fucking para. You're supposed to know this stuff. <laughs> right.
0: No. No, all right. Come back in okay. on the, come okay. back the sun So you tell, all right, you're telling me you can't afford to go kayaking
2: every weekend? Yeah. Well, right. well buy a fucking kayak and then go the river. Well, there you go. See? What's kayaking? You said free fall. Two you different can go, free, things, fall in. You I can can go free fall to go in. I don't even play. I'm
0: going on the internet right now. I'm going, I, I'm going to go on the internet right now.
2: What's your point with the prices anyway?
0: My point with the prices, right? I'm on average price of free fall. I'm, my point with the pricing. Is that it used to be to go to get adventure? Oh, travels the other one. If you wanted to see the world, you had to join the army. Don't have to do that now, mate. You get on fucking easy jet and go anywhere fucking twenty quid.
2: let only you look at the prices.
0: Uh, I'm sorry, I can edit this bit out. Average free fall price. Average freezer temperature. <laughs> Average free fall price. They're not even listening. Fucking three hundred dollars. Average price of a skydive is $300. What so you, if you, what's you do point, that, what's your point? my point is that you don't have to join the military now to get challenged. Look at all these fuckers going on shows like they're going on. There's people like uh, we had Dave, Dave in a couple of weeks ago, uh, Ollie's company, Breakpoint, right? Civvies will go and pay to get beasted because they know they don't have to have all the other shit that comes with the army. So you don't have to join the army anymore for adventure. You don't have to do it for a wage, because the days of dying in a gutter if you don't have a job are over, now you just die in Wrexham. Um, you know, you don't have to have those fucking like you're gonna be probably looked after in some way. So you're not you're not getting the the people in that had no other choice, which is what always used to be historically made up the bulk of the army. People that had no other fucking choice, which by definition usually makes them quite hard people. Um don't need that anymore, mate. So what we need to be doing, in my humble opinion, which is the right one, is recruiting people who are driven as fuck, who are after a challenge, and who want to fight. Because at the end of the day, you boil it down, you can talk about handing out fucking parcels to um, desolate countries that have had a hurricane all you want. But the army's job is to fucking kill people, not fucking snowflakes. Get the fuck out of your snowflake stuff. Not UQ, here, but the army recruitment. Anyway, I, I have. It. I
2: don't. I don't know why I'm here. Can I? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> You're here for me to look at and right, get erections. I, right, listen. Okay. So, so right, go, 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 I. Go I understand that. Um, that's the kind of people you want when they're in. Okay. Now, one of the issues at the minute is that. So when you look at you recruit, you look at the pool of people you got that you want to recruit, and you obviously you got ideal people. Like exactly like you're talking, but they're all sort of same, same kind of people. They're probably going to apply anyway, or a large percentage of them. Hang on, hang on. You've just done a monologue for like fucking 15 just minutes. Just give me your face, that's all you get So, the problem we've got in today's society, one of the problems is is that because of the way, um because of the snowflake generation, okay, and because of the way public opinion is shifting away from masculine, or shifting to frown upon at the moment masculinity and fucking male dominance and shows of strength and all that the size of the pool of the ideal people at the village got to recruit from is getting smaller the size of the pool of people that traditionally you would think are not great people to recruit snowflakes is getting bigger right so that's one point so from the army's perspective another campaign i haven't seen the recent one i'm on about the last one where they put those posters up with snowflakes and all that right they're targeting a bigger pool of people now that the, the bigger pool of people, as well as the other pool, right? Which you don't need to target much because they're going to join up anyway, because they're fucking animals, okay? Yeah. But no, there's a second, there's a second way. To look at this, guys, and it's ignore the army, right? What, which, which, which group of people would it be most beneficial for society in general to improve? The animals, the snowflakes, or the animals? The no, because because this is the thing. I was a snowflake. That's basically what I was. No I had, words. you know... Mate, no, shut up, mate. You used to, used to shut cycle... The fuck You used up. to cycle somewhere hours day. Yeah, but make fucking snowflakes go and fucking do running and shit. Doesn't mean they're animals, today. They? That's not I, All I was... I was physically fit, right? No self-confidence, no self-esteem. I was not... Like, mate, if 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 I if this was now, and I was growing up now, I'd be one of those wankers out being activists and going, wah, wah, wah. fucking women this and... But women are great right but <laughs> I was you say, see your point. your point just go on full activist and everything just against the fucking anti-establishment and all that because that's what everyone's doing now the point i'm making is i am i was a snowflake then is it as in my personality that's the way i was in terms of i was just a weak i was just a weak individual right mentally everything apart from lower body strength was good okay I mean, my body strength is not um and look at where I am now. You can argue I'm a complete wanker. We can also argue I'm less of a wanker than I was then. I'm much more of a benefit to society now than I was then. And I was much more of a benefit to society, benefit to society even a year or two years after joining up than I was two years before I joined up. You know, that's my point. This is not just a, a look at the military. They're just, they're just targeting a bigger pool because they've got retention issues. They've got recruitment issues. They need to target a wider audience. But also... It's going to be fucking good for society, mate, to get them people in. Get a snowflake in. I don't think get, so, mate. Imagine. Get, get the snowflakes in. Get the people in who think, oh, I can change the world. But I'm, I, I'm this, that, and the other. Get them in. Get them in the military. It's not going to do bad. Because if you're a good person when you join up, regardless of your ability, you stay a good person, mate.
0: I suppose what I suppose what we what we're differing on is one, our definition of snowflakes, because I would not consider what you're talking about
2: That's me. only because you know me now. You didn't know me then. No,
0: no. I know. So I some of somebody that plays rugby, somebody that goes cycling, somebody that's going out shooting, to me, that doesn't fit the that definition. But let's so let's say we we obviously have slightly different things. The other thing though, mate, is that I'm looking at the army as something that gets diluted. And the more snowflake culture you bring in the more it will get diluted, and it, the more it will detract from the idea that the army is a fighting force. Because, mate, when I've when I've heard that people can literally just like say no to doing stuff now, just say no, just be in it, just because they don't fucking feel like it. And it's that 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 culture called creep in me. That's how things are going. It might not happen in one year, two years, but gradually that I, I like. And if you've come in that that way, mate, I just I think that if you bring in those people, it's going to fucking dilute the pool. Those are the people you're going to have around. I can't see it going any other way but dilute Well, that, that's
2: going to happen because the military, that's going to happen, right? Because the military is a cross-section of society, it's just on a smaller scale and a slightly different culture. But it's, it's actually, not, not, it's it actually is.
0: not a cross-section of society, though, because if you look historically at what's made up the army, it's usually very poor uh, people from hard backgrounds. So it's not a cross-section of society. There are people from different backgrounds, sure, but you can't say that it's a exact cross, like it's not like a slice of society where it's like we've got, uh, Four people with this income, we've got... Do you know what I mean? It doesn't measure up like that. It's usually, I had no other fucking choice, Um, never knew my dad, got beaten as a kid, here I am in the army. So it's not really a cross-section because that's not the experience of most people in society. I agree with you, yeah. All right, cool. End the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Should we watch these adverts, hey? Should we watch the new ones? Right. Um. Right, this first one
2: is... You're going to fly off the handle anyway. You've already decided to hate it, I can tell. I can tell haven't you have you been talking to my (laughs) mum
0: you know what you've actually you have spoke some sense so I'm going to moderate (laughs) I was I was ready I know you're right I'm going to moderate it though right have you got sound on? yeah
2: have you watched this yet No. no it's the first time mate
0: Oh, there we go, the army handing out parcels again, because that's what we hand out, not fucking killing people. Oh, this, I like this bit.
1: Yes,
2: yeah, so you, mate. Right, go on then. No, I want to hear your opinion on that. Um, I like the end bit. The end? what it said your army needs you.
0: Yeah. Is that it? like the end bit. Um, right, just going to call it as I see it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a good fucking answer.
0: Um, I think that, that was definitely an improvement on the last one. Definitely an improvement. I think they're trending in the right direction. That one actually had some alley stuff going on in it. Um, I suppose you're going to tell me now. That the only pool of people we have to draw on is young black girls. And that's the pool of people that, we're, that the army has to do.
2: I, I believe the term is, uh, in that case... Mate, because uh... the thing
0: is, as I've said before on this podcast, I'm all for inclusion of anyone who wants to be in the army, regardless of gender, regardless of whatever. If you can do the job, you can do the job. However, when I've seen something that they've deliberately gone, we need to fill this quota tick, it just winds me up. Because I'm like, we all know what you're doing. Stop fucking, stop treating us like idiots. When have they done that with the military? Mate, if you've been, I've talked about this. We, lo- I love the Royal British Legion, mate. Go on the Royal British Legion site; you'll see exactly what I mean. And the military in general, mate. It's like I don't, all right? I think it, one of the, one of the good things about being in the military, and I wrote about this in Brothers in Arms, is that you can say without doubt that you have put your life on the line for people, regardless of colour, regardless of gender, regardless of um, race, uh, regardless of religion. You've done that, right? So I think this gives us some actual kind of legitimacy to talk about. Um, the the opposite end of the spectrum, which is undoubtedly some things get, um, you know, shoved down your throat. We all know that every every battalion, when they have if there's um, if there's a few black lads in a battalion of predominantly young white lads, then or is a Muslim guy in, who's going to be talking to the press and not not by any choice of their own, but who's the battalion HQ going to be grabbing to stick in front of the cameras? We all know it happens, mate. I'm not going to pretend it's otherwise.
2: Uh, I didn't really experience that. No. Maybe it could
0: be different in the Paris, mate, but this is what I've seen. And this no, is George, when, I'm, 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 when I'm looking, when I look at the army's social media and
2: things like that, I see an extreme bias and towards... I'll make a point that when I was in, so I left in Yeah, was It was slightly different. It wasn't as social media... I, so, yeah, it's probably yeah. changed.
0: Now, do I think that there needs to be, obviously, um, probably some, some extra work on that side to encourage other people? Yes, I do. But at the same time, I, I do think that it's... When I see something that's blatant like that, I think, like... I just hate seeing things that are kind of rammed down your throat to kind of like uh, say this is the like it's it's obviously a, 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 I, I think maybe I've it, I see it more now because of having done some stuff with TV, I'm very aware now of like there's an actual quota system like it's it's not like a hidden thing in in um, TV and Hollywood and stuff that it's like no this show you're gonna have to change this character to a Hispanic one you've got to change this one to That's a girl. Bullshit there is and that because I see that now, maybe I oversee it in other stuff, but I just can't help but see that in that, but the advert in general um I think that they I don't think they put across I get what their point was that oh she's being meticulous she's good you know I don't think they they really put that they could have they could have done a better job on it I get the idea could have been done better I'm gonna give them a six out of ten, okay. Gone there, sweet cheeks. I can talk now. <laughs> you asked I said yeah. you could go first.
2: I fucking said you could go first. I am freckling handing him right now. Uh fucking my point gonna be. You're looking at that advert oh again, and you you said yourself you're looking at advert from the point of view of um or part of the point of view of the quota system in especially in T V and film and fucking sports, mate. Mm. But, uh even politics, you know. Um but so you're looking at advert and you're going to a half caste girl, which is what I would call her. You can't say that now, <laughs> me. <laughs> right, You mean, whatever. <laughs> no, Sult- again, I, Sultan, I, am I. No, i no, that's, so, that's kind of my point. But anyway, yeah, so. so um, but you're looking at the point of you're a white guy. And how does that impact you? But that's not the targeting. So obviously, that, that advert's designed to appeal to uh, not white people in terms of getting at the military, right? you think so? Yeah, yeah predominantly. Or. Or people who are... Or they're, they're fucking... You described the other side of what I'm talking about. But again, that's not such a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a
0: bad thing. I'm just saying it's It's not... I don't see it as necessarily a good thing.
2: <laughs> no, well, you look at it this way then. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm just playing devil's advocate, right? Look at it this way. By um, So, would we agree that... Um, uh, uh, non-white people are probably less likely to join up to the British forces than white people. I are. think so, yeah. Okay, right. So if you're able to increase the appeal of the British forces to that non-white community in the in the UK, community, non-white British people yeah. in the UK, yeah. you're increasing your pool size of what yeah. you can draw from. If you can increase your pool size of what you can draw from, you can increase the quality of the military because mm-hmm. your pool size is bigger. That's what mate. I, 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 yeah. I agree, I agree. I
0: think where we disagree on this, I think we agree in the same principles. Where we disagree is I think um is that my th- my thinking behind it is that you, that comes at the detriment of recruiting from other groups and yours is that it won't. And I think that's I think we're on the same path as thinking everything like that. But your thing is the people who are going to join will still join anyway. With my feeling is they won't.
2: If you've, got more pe- if you've got more people who are, looking to, who are looking to join up, right? If you've got 100,000 people looking to join up, you've got a million people looking to join up, right? When you've got a million people, you can have much stricter uh, criteria to get in, much harder tests. It can be much more, or just in the fluffy side of who the instructors are going to weed out over eight, nine, 10 Mate, weeks. I, I, 12, get, eight, I get I you get
0: your that. point. Like a group big pool size is a good thing. I don't see it working like that. I see that they're shining a lens in different areas and then at the expense of other ones. That's kind of like the difference in how, how we see it, I think. Let me ask you this. If you'd have seen that advert as a kid, would that have made you want to join the army?
2: Oh, mate, how the fuck am I supposed to answer that?
0: With your fucking brain box?
2: No, I don't know. Um...
0: I know it wouldn't have done it. I can remember the advert. I can remember the army adverts that I saw as a kid and they made me want to join up. I know that wouldn't have done it.
2: Well, I liked it now. I did like it now. Yeah, because you've got a
0: brain box that's switched on now as, what are you, however, however, however old you are, probably what, 36, 37?
2: Thank you. Yeah. I, <laughs> 38, 38. I liked it now. I would probably have liked it back then. You think so? Yeah. Right. No, that's
0: interesting, mate. Um, personally, that's that that's the actual, and I, obviously I'm coming at this with a bias, because I'm coming at it from...
2: I couldn't tell. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, I wanted to join the <laughs> army since I was an early kid, and I wanted to fight wars, and I wanted to be in battle, so anything that was, like, mincing around like that would be the last thing I want to hear. If anything, I want to hear fucking Slayer, and I want to hear Slayer and see challengers drive through walls and fucking shit blow up. There's a contrast yeah.
2: there, because that's not what I joined up for. Yeah. I joined up to prove myself to myself, to go, I can, I can, I, I'm fucking worth worthy of being here. Going and fighting battles and all that, it wasn't like, I want to go and fight battles, it was if, if that happened, oh, well, I'm... I've, that's me so, so you didn't actually so you didn't actually have any desire so it, it was what my to, first choice is raf and then i saw the advert i know mate and then i saw the advert and i went down to paris i did not know any difference who knows what units are what unless you unless your family mm-hmm. or close or like close friends are military or have military who knows what units are what that's i have got point, no mate. military
0: and you know what mate that actually continues into the military too because like um you know, like, obviously, you're from the Parachute Regiment. I only found out when I did the uh, the book with Dean Stott that anyone in the army can join the Pathfinders.
2: That changed, though. It wasn't it wasn't the case when we joined up. When did you join up? Uh, 2000. wasn't the case when we joined up. It wasn't open to everyone.
0: But it was at the time when I was still serving. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, this yeah is what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Like, yeah. And it's like, you know, in the paras, they've got their highest number. You know, the paras and the engineers have... A lot of people go to selection and stuff, and then you go to, like, other regiments. But it's like the same principle, mate. It's family. It's not knowing... Um, It's not knowing... It's like a lot of, if you want to be an officer and you haven't had someone in your family that's been an officer, you don't know that you need to go and get like a, like the best way to do it is to go to the local regimental secretary and get a sponsorship and all that kind of stuff. People don't know it.
2: I didn't know that now. No,
0: there you go. See, I only found out because um, because one of my mum's uncles was in the army and I spoke to him and he's like, oh, we spoke to the regimental secretary. Like, well, that,
2: that's You what didn't commission, did you?
0: No, no, I chose not I chose not. I went did the board. They said come back and do you do the second bit and it was just like, no, I think I'd rather have rather... a By
2: not commissioning you probably saved a lot of lives. Yeah, probably, mate. I'd have
0: been a fucking awful officer. <laughs> I'd have been a fucking awful officer, mate. Um asked too many questions. Ask too many questions. I, and I just, you know, I think when I realised that something is like Iraq was fucked, I'd probably not be able to <laughs> keep my mouth shut. And say, don't worry, boys. We're here for the right. Keep them going. I'd be like, right. When did you realise that? When did I realise Iraq was fucked? Fucking hell. Define
2: fucked. What do
0: you mean? Uh, as in the mission was um, the 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 mission was the the place was out of control basically. Let's define it as the place was out of control and there was it was the pot the pot was boiling over and they never mind putting a lid on it. There wasn't a lid to put on it. Um, couple of days after being there. You know, a couple of days after being there. But let's talk about your boiling pot, mate. Let's talk about your first tour. You did Kosovo probably then, did you?
2: No. What's the Northern Ireland? Where'd 2000 I joined. So, so I went uh, Island, Island Christmas tour, short Christmas tour, two, uh, 2001. Falkland Islands, Bakshi, Ruman Infantry Tour, fucking tour, trip, um, 2002. Iraq War, 2003. You did that one? Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about that then. Talk uh, us through your Iraq trip uh as a tom uh so being two years in tom jimmy gunner uh out in kuwait for a couple of weeks i was still not mr confident or, or mr self-esteem at this point still not
0: so what, what was that like when you got to well like what how, how if you talk us through your confidence being on a level of one to ten what's the kind of like the what was it like did it increase after depot or were you still just like not you no, know it
2: increases while you're in depot increased while I was in depot right. and then got the battalion and it's a whole different kettle of so fish. He went, back do into, you reckon you went back down yeah it's like it's, it's, it's going back into a new uh, a new you know sort of sub-society subculture mm. community that I don't know the people I haven't got the confidence to you know the banter my banter was fucking shit yeah. i just get ripped you know so you have become a target like that so um, were you scared when you got there I wasn't scared. No, I don't think I was scared. No, like you weren't scared of someone
0: filling you in or anything. No, like nervous. That. I'd
2: say I wasn't scared. You know, did you ever get filled in? No, I
0: eh? as a as a Tom, did you ever get filled in?
2: As a Tom, oh yeah, I got filled in in Falklands. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: What pissed, for? Pissed up. No, no, I got no, not by the Reg. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let me fucking fire uh, RAF fire fire brigade. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking proper filled in as well. Um, but cheers for bringing that up well uh, yeah, what, and what, that's what, out what? there now forever <laughs> oh no no so it's just no it's, it's the same it's the same uh, the same issues you know I, you, 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 it's a weak personality weak personality and i so thought i've done that over now now i'm in now i'm in three para and now all of a sudden i'm the fucking new guy and all of a sudden everyone else is this much better than me mm. you know and i perceive them as, as, as this much better individuals than me than I'm back to prove yourself in, again, back so, to try and prove myself again. So
0: soldiering ability to you was tied into worth?
2: No, because if that was the case, then I'd be on top of the boat, I'd be on, on the, on the ball. No, no, I but
0: a, what, when you first got to the depot, um, when you first got to Paris,
2: though? So. Oh, oh, good point, oh, good good point, uh, yeah, perhaps. Mm. It was tied, definitely tied in, I wouldn't say it was the be-all end. Right, world. okay. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I no, was the shit I did, it was good away. Mm. Uh um, and when I joined so that was the case when I joined up. Uh yeah, so back to Square one when I joined Power Edge and then um Island Tour was just a fucking Island Tour it was dog shit. You know, it was not uh you just do it, mate, it's like doing fucking guard at that time, it was like doing guard in fucking mm. camp. You know, there's not much of a, a way to prove yourself um capable in any other way than oh, I can do my whole stag without falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever yeah.
0: feel did you ever feel threatened under, under there at all? No. Oh
2: well, um, yeah, what threatened? Yeah, did but, you ever yeah. feel a
0: threat? No, 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 no you uh, didn't feel
2: threatened. Uh, uh vulnerable at times. Yeah. But just through different different movements and stuff like that, but not under threat. No, not really. Um and then uh, the fault was torture and the two and then the Iraq oh the Iraq war then. The Iraq war was Yeah, the Iraq war um yeah, that was an interesting one because that was the kind of the first time. Uh, so in hindsight, after being out of the military, I've realised that uh, even when I was in, actually, after the first Afghan tour, I sort of became conscious of it. And I, I deal with uh, stress and pressure, and especially um, kinetic events in a, a not an unusual way, but in sort of a rare way. And, and uh, um, I think, and it's it's not a great thing. My emotions shut off, and so like a. Yeah, yeah so uh my emotion shut off uh like literally like a, a, a my emotion shut off so literally like a, a a switch gets flicked so you know you know the sound of that first gunshot comes mm-hmm. overhead or fucking hits near uh or the sound of that first fucking water going off or or somebody shot contact and high pressure situation and i it's an I know it now I know the feeling now well I didn't back then especially in the Iraq in Iraq and it's uh well it's not it's no feeling it's uh, it's it's really good on the ground it's really good because you become completely objective um completely uh disconnected from emotion and so what I, what I, and I believe that's a really important thing um because it allows you to make judgment based on the objective things in front of you the absolute tactics, the strategy, the bigger picture, and what's going on with the people around you and the enemy, without, without being compromised by your own emotions or other people's emotions, or you know, exactly that. Because I think when your emotions get involved, kind of it compromises your ability to be a professional, whatever, whatever, whatever job you do. Um, Is that something you worked on? Is that something came naturally to you? It came naturally. I remember. So I remember the, I remember the first. The first time, when I look back, it was the first time. It was like an obvious thing, but looking back, and I was sat in a trench with another Welsh lad, a lad called Tom Gray, and Tom Gray from Swansea, and um, we sat in a trench. We, we'd we'd been over that. We'd, we'd crossed the. We'd done start the invasion in Iraq. We were in around the Ramallah oil fields, dug in, and uh, they'd started fighting... The the Iraqis had started firing artillery at our position, company position, and. um and they hadn't come our side of the road. It was, they'd gone. The rounds had landed on the other side of the road, and my heart didn't flutter a beat. And I just think, like, fucking whatever. And Tom was in the trench next to me, and he was his his heart was fluttering a beat. shall we say? You know, he's like fucking hell. He said, "What? What? What happens if? What do we do?" I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "What do we do if? What if you do if if the artillery hits us, mate?" I said, Well we fucking die. Mm. You know. But I was saying it it's like mm. matter of factly and it was there was no emotion there whatsoever. I remember looking back, it was, it was a really because it, it's it's a really clear memory to me because it's a contrast between the way I was and the way he was. Mm. And it was the first time I realised I can
0: hell. Was that the first time you'd been under a contact assault? That was, yeah.
2: yeah. Artillery was, yeah, yeah yeah, that was that. And then um and and I think it just grew from there it was just a good way of coping with things. It's a good way the time, but it's not a good way after because the emotions are still there, they just bottled up. I, I do think that, um, I'm digressing a bit here, but no, go it's, for it. it's one of the building blocks of my reasoning in thinking that um, commanders, and that's from Lance Jack or oh, anyone who's been in a command position in a, in Iraq or Afghan or wherever in a, in a hostile situation, traumatic event or traumatic events, any commander, I think they are more prone to delayed uh, uh, mental mental health issues, be that PTSD or whatever else, due to the experience of the trauma. Because, and and the Toms, people who aren't commanders, mm-hmm. they are more prone to suffering more immediately or, or short-term effects. And my reasoning in that is, when you're a commander, man, regardless of what's going on, if you're good at what you do, if you're good at your job then all you're thinking about is your men, the mission, okay? And this is whether there's a contact going on or not. So this is a contact going on. you think your men, the mission, the tactics, the bigger picture, what the what are your other call signs doing around you? How can you support them? How can they support you to achieve your mission, your objective? What are the enemy doing? What's the air doing? What's the artillery doing? Enemy and yours. What's going to happen after? How long are we on the ground? Are we going to have water? Are we going to have food and ammunition? Slow down on the gym. You're going to slow down. You know, mm-hmm. That's what you're doing in contact. Then you get, that's the commander. Then you get back in the camp or the FOB or the patrol base or the fucking tree line where you're sleeping that night. You get in there, you're not in the contact, you're in rest. And what's the commander doing? Right. what's happening tomorrow? What are my guys like? How is, jo- How is Tom doing? How is Jeff doing? Do we need more ammunition? Do we need more food? Are we going to have grenades? What's the, what's the OC probably going to do tomorrow? When do I need to get the guys to fucking get their heads down? How many people do I need to stagger? You're constantly thinking about everything else. Mm-hmm. I think for, the, for a good purpose. A Tom? That's an advantage for a commander on the ground. A Tom. What's a Tom going to worry about? And yeah. well, well, when they you're got,
0: stagging on, you've got all those hours to think.
2: What are, yeah, exactly. A Tom has got much less to occupy their mind. Mm-hmm. And when you've got less to occupy your mind, so exactly, let's take stag for example. Like, it's a good example yeah. of me. You're going to stag for two hours. What are you thinking about? You might have just seen your mate get shot two hours before, four hours before. You might have nearly got shot yourself. You might have fucking just killed some Taliban. You might have seen some kid blown up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or you might have been out and ignore the contact you might be out on a fucking 10 hour patrol and just frag you and you nearly piled in because you, you just didn't take enough water you got hours to, to think about that Yeah. you know and that's when that's when not paranoid but that's when fear can creep in and the next day you go out on the ground and it's in the back of your mind because you, you've maybe thought about imagine yourself getting shot yeah. or imagine yourself losing your leg and it can creep in And then the next minute contact i'm not saying it happens but
0: uh, no i think it does it mate years. i think it does happen and you know what mate like Stagging on with two people, which is the way you're supposed to do it at night, which sometimes doesn't happen because of numbers, um, I think one of the great purposes of that is that gives you... Because the thing is, at night, mate, you're stagging on and fucking... You're in you're in um, a sangha, you know, with another lad. At night, it's dark. Hang on, this sounds like I'm saying something else up here. But um, I think that darkness as well gives you the, enough anonymity that you can talk a bit about this stuff, especially if it's one of your mates from the platoon. And I think that you've got a really good point there, mate, that you could... Like, if you've had that if you've had an incident happen that day or a couple of days before, and then you're in that sangha in the dark with one of your best mates, you can't see each other's faces, you haven't got to worry about that or anything, you could talk out some deep shit, mate, in that. And um, I think, you know, the, the science is out there to prove that if you get the stuff dealt with at source when it's happened and work through some of these traumatic things, you can, you know, like you said, otherwise it's bottled up. And I think there's a lot to that.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Take note. Think yeah. about there. Take note, commanders.
2: Yeah. So, uh, so going back, yeah, I think the commanders. Uh, I'm not saying they're more prone, but yes, the. Or mental illness, I do, but I do think they're more prone to if it is going to come out to be be delayed and be more acute. Well, it's because they got distraction, cute. mate. Because
0: like, you look at what is alcohol distraction, what is uh, drugs distraction, what is all these other things that people do to try and not think about things. So you're getting that without it, something being you, you having to look for it. You're just getting given distraction. Now, it's I'm not saying this distraction is in. There's no benefit to what you're doing. Of course, that's part of the job. But your mind's never getting to dwell on the other stuff um, because that's what what most people. Who, are, who know that they have trauma, that's what they'll go and try and deliberately do to stop themselves having to look at it, you know. Um, but they get that kind of like built into their job. Um, what's, what's the kind of like, if you, if let's say you were a, let's say you were a company commander now, a company sergeant major, and you've got a company on deployment and you're getting some traumatic incidents. What's a way that then you could build in something for these commanders to, so you, you know, so it doesn't become more acute in the future for them?
2: um well this is different it's a difficult question and, and 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 i'll tell you why because because the only way to build something enough to be around mental health right they're not doesn't have to be the fucking padre coming in right but <laughs> but it's straight away involving that kind of yeah, involving yeah. that um involving and it would have to be like in an after action review if there's something that formal okay or well it always will be but depending on what level but yeah I would suggest that it would be, it'd have to be commander led mm. and it would be in the form of um, it would, I suppose, for it to have minimal impact on fucking, you know, your masculinity in you. the fighting force, it'd have to be a really passive mm. thing, but it'd have to be a case of, or maybe be a case of the commander, the company commander, should we say, pulling in his platoon his commanders and platoon sergeants, maybe, and then Directly addressing any traumatic incidents that happen, uh, but the thing is, you guys, is what's what's trauma? It's subjective. Exactly. Fuck me, and man! He- I know people who can walk in the street, nearly get well, probably walk in the street, <laughs> nearly get hit by a car, nearly get, my car, <laughs> get hit by a car, not get hit by a car, and come away with PTSD, mm-hmm. and fucking rightly so. Then I know people, and you know people, who have done two, three, four, five, six tours of fucking Middle East, right? Mm-hmm. Hideous stuff. And just cut about with not 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 an issue not whatsoever.
0: Asked. You know what, though, no, mate. The, the other thing on this, on the addressing, is I think there's a very strong argument to make that you just don't address this stuff on tour, because I think that like once you open up a can of worms, that can like let. So let's say there's been a traumatic incident with a platoon commander that maybe he's lost some of his blokes. If you start poking into his head then, what's he going to be like when he has to make a decision on the next patrol? Now, I'm not saying one way or the other, but I think that, like, so people would say, oh, well, what's best for his mental health over the long run? Look, if we worried about health of soldiers over the long run, none of us would have the knees that we have now. None of us would have the backs that we have now. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it might just be one of those things where at the end of the day, some things are going to suffer in your body. Your mind might just be one of them. We might yeah. have to just suck it up.
2: Yeah, like, maybe it's a okay. kid. Yeah, no, I agree. Maybe. Not maybe nice. then it's a case of maybe the, maybe it's a case if anything is doing it all mm-hmm. on tour, if anything is doing it all I agree. Maybe it's a case of you, uh, which I think it's happened anyway, well it does happen anyway. You make the leaders, you make platoon commanders, platoon sergeants, company commanders, company sergeant majors and up, you make and the session commanders. You make them more uh, aware of mental health, mental illness. Maybe a little bit of psychology in there, and so. On an ad hoc need by need basis, it can address it if needs be, which happens anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see a guy, I mean, if you see a guy in clip because he's just lost his muckagee, which I'm guessing you've seen, I've definitely seen that. Mate, he's not left in his zone. It's gone and dealt with either by his muck of Gs or by the commander, whatever, on, on an ad hoc basis. And maybe, maybe that it's. Ha- I mean, well, there we go. Stuff happens anyway. Mm-hmm. Does anything else need to happen? I don't know.
0: I don't know. You right? You've been on some pretty um hairy kind of tours, right? Have you ever seen a soldier who... Because like, there's a difference between a soldier who needs a break from combat from no choice of his own. Have you ever seen anyone try and get out of combat? Have you ever seen anyone who goes, fuck me, didn't realize I'd signed up for this. Um, I'm now going to like lie or weasel or some kind of way to get out of this deployment. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Do you want to elaborate? Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was a guy in uh, so it was 2003 Iraq. We hadn't even crossed into Iraq yet, and he was a, he was a, a new he was new out of depot, company battalion. Um, no, I tell you what wasn't new at a depot. He he'd come to, well he was new, but six months eight months before he'd been with the company, A Company Three Para, and he um, hot head. He was a boxer. Um, not 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 the smartest uh not not the smartest guy in, in the room should we say um but i don't know he like, obviously had child issues and he was just like a right. fucking he's just like a, he was the man no one's gonna fucking mm-hmm. tell me this no one's gonna tell me that and you fucking. you know he had a real problem with everything including including the command chain right um and then we got the kuwait so this is you know we, we did not fresco Remember our fiasco? The, oh, we took the took the fucking fire, fire engines. <laughs> Did that, mate? And he was Google part, Google that one, youngsters. Yeah, he was part of that, and I was a he was a fucking nightmare there. And then went to Iraq. Well, went to Q8. Went across the border, and as it were getting more brief, things became more aware. And all of a sudden, he got he got compassionate. He back because he's fucking nan or something. It was like it's someone had died, that mate. He was just absolutely bollocks.
0: But he's yeah, because yeah, mate. Look. It's fun, like, I just wrote a note here as soon as you said that, that he was the boxer that wanted to fight everyone. The cowards that I... And I'm going to say the word coward, because they do exist, and they are fucking cowards. Stick them up against the fucking poster fuckers. The cowards that I've always come across, mate, have always been the ones who are, that they fit that mould. of They're angry at everyone, they're always starting on everyone, they think they're the big man, and actually, rock and roll fucking time comes along, it's time for war, and all of a sudden, guess who's got a dodgy knee? Yeah. Um And it's mad, and you know, little quiet lad who has just been pushed around all his life. He's the one who's like, "Yeah, I'll fucking, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go Valor man."
2: Because go they got everything to win. They got everything to win. You know what I mean? I need a piss, man. Right.
0: Oh, me. <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening to this short segment. Please support the show sponsors because they make this podcast happen. Not only that, but Zulu Alpha Strap Company is a veteran-owned and operated business. Zulu Alpha make bombers watch straps for alley blogs, and in case you don't speak military, that means that they make really nice looking straps for the discerning watch connoisseur. Uh, if you don't know what if you don't know what connoisseur is, Google it. But then you'd have to figure out how to spell it. Uh, personally, I don't know how to do that. Like as I'm reading this advertising copy now, Connoisseur's got a nice big red line under it. So, yeah, moving on. A Zulu Alpha strap is caressing my wrist right now. If you would like Zulu Alpha to touch you, then check out their Instagram at Zulu Alpha Straps or find them tagged in my post on the Vsum Instagram. they got some sexy pictures uh, on the two, so head over there. Um, and, um, yeah, I can't promise that they'll touch you in this little bit. A Zulu Alpha strap is caressing my wrist right now. If you would like Zulu Alpha to touch you, then check out, uh, check them out on Instagram at Zulu Alpha Straps, or find them tagged in my posts on the Vsom Instagram. Uh, they got some sexy pictures, so head over there. And you know what would go nice with that Ali watch strap? How about some Ali boots from Ortberg, specialist bootmakers for over forty years? They make boots for civilians. They make boots for law enforcement and first responders. They make boots for the military. Their boots are so bloody sexy that if the worst happened and you stepped on an IED, you're going to be more gutted about your losing your altbergs than you are about your losing your legs. And if your leg does end up in a tree, then at least the rest of the platoon can admire your style. Um, that's what altberg is all about, really, isn't it? Or what war's all about? A bit of the old battlefield fashion. Both. This is anonymous. I wear altbergs myself, and I wouldn't recommend anything to you that I didn't use and love myself. Um, I know we have listeners who are altberg fans. Keep sending in your photos, please. Keep sending in um photos of your boots, that is, not of your genitalia. Um, Although, you know, depends how pretty it is. Um, Yeah, looking all alley out there, guys. Keep it up. Head over to altberg.co.uk if you want to check them out. And I definitely recommend that you should. Uh, If you're in the market for some boots, that's the place to be. And while you're online, why don't you surf over to amazon.co.uk or .com or whatever the other dots are. Head over to any of them and pick up a copy of my latest books, Legion and Sugar Man. Uh, they're both self-published, they're both violent, and me love you long time, if you guys could pick up a... Po- uh, and while you're online, why don't you surf on over to Amazon and pick up a copy of my latest books, Legion and Sugarman, pretty please. Uh, they're both self-published, they're both violent, and uh, me love you long time, if you could uh, if you could support those. Thank you very much, guys. Um, so that's Legion and Sugarman on Amazon now, and if you head over to vsomstore.com, you'll find merch on there, like t-shirts and hoodies, all that stuff that helps support the podcast. Um, if you look on there and you don't find what you're looking for like if you've got like oh I love this bit of Ali merch from from Vison Podcast and you go there and you're like where the fuck's this item which I desired um, and you can't find any contentment in your life because you can't then get that material possession then give me a shout we'll figure it out we'll get, we'll get some design we'll get some made up if you guys want stuff get in touch I'll steal your ideas alright so thanks for coming thanks for bringing your mates the podcast is growing and it's all because of you. Ah, uh, so let's get back to it. Right. So, mate, you were saying that um some, you know, these these some of these guys, the the guys that like to act tough and all that. You and then there's the guys who just the quiet guys who You come, were saying that. No, you said they got nothing to lose, right? Ah. Uh. Right. Because you said they got nothing to lose, and ergo, kind of the guys coming in with the quiet guys, the unconfident guys, they have something to prove. So, is that kind of how you felt on tour? Do you feel they? Do you feel like? Did you feel like you had to kind of volunteer for stuff? Did you feel like you had to kind of put yourself in risk more than maybe you needed to because you had something to prove?
2: No, not at all. No, not at all. It was a case of just do us. It's no fucking hell, mate. Never volunteer for stuff. <laughs> You're not. I can't believe <laughs> no, that. I can't to... believe you're no, not. No, I... I didn't. I didn't say never did. I'm just saying never do. No, no, it wasn't a case. It was. It was a case of do it. Do it's a, um, do you Do what You're told to do and do it well. Mm-hmm. Do, I made some monumental fuck-ups, mind, but do what You're told to do and do it well. Okay, and and and, and that was it. There As that there was, if I could, because look, if you, especially in the military, if you go to your job, right? Well, let's rephrase that. Especially in front line units okay um if you go to your job then fuck everything else in terms of what people think of you or no what people's perception of you is or how you are how how you interact socially with your or like myself awkward or lack of confidence or whatever else. i mean i had a real like i got promoted to i went through fucking rapid promotions, which, which also did not help because that's good on on it's good on ops you know um not promotions, good or not, but it was a result of the way I was performing in ops. But then he come back to the UK and you're serving in camp. Um, I remember my first promotion for Tom Lance Jack, and it I was in my peer group. Was um, I was sort of the, well, I wasn't the fucking alpha in the peer group. Do you know what I mean? There was, was five or six of us, and again I was the one who couldn't do the banter. I just I was just the target, um, and then I didn't get promoted, and it didn't move me companies. So all of a sudden now I've gone from being. Yeah, I'm now, I'm now the, I'm now the forced alpha, the Lance Jack amongst these guys who are chums and up a mate. Hey, you, know, you trying to get my side for area cleaning, or ch- yeah. you just, how you that just give me how? shit
0: back? Well, how, how, did, yeah, how so a how fucking it, nightmare. So how, is it, is, how did you get anything
2: done? I just got promoted again.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, mate, this is a, something that is a common problem. It's, it's like all of a sudden Because 'cause there is a natural pecking
2: order amongst groups of friends. Um, and I it, didn't know how to deal with it. I because because my again because my it was all down to my social development was so far behind. You know, you got to think that um getting in the weeds here, but you got to think that when it. you I don't know about you, but when when a kid average kid grows up, right, they go to school, and they interact at school, and they finish school and they go home and they interact with their friends at home in the especially in it's, like it's yeah, Wales, uh, York, uh, you know up north in England or whatever. You know, the fucking places that aren't affluent, shall we say. You're out in the streets and you're playing with your mates and you're fucking cutting about and you're learning life, right? And you did exactly the same on the weekend. Well, all I had... This is, I'm not blaming it. Killing rabbits. <laughs> no, well, all I had in that social development was school. Yeah, I came over from school. That was it. Like gone. Mm. So I literally had like a third of the time, which means it, again, it was a uh, a nightmare. And that's and that only started changing when my my confidence started changing in, my, in myself, really.
0: And I think there's an important distinction between that school time and out of school time, because in the out of school time, I, I went to school literally about hundred yards from where we are, regarding this now, as a primary school down the back of the valley here. There's like. Um, you know, it's all woods and rivers and stuff like that, and you'd end up down there, and that is a totally different environment for your social development than school is, because all of a sudden it's Lord of the fucking flies, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's a it's a you know it's a t- it's a totally different thing, and I'm really glad that my parents let us. Like, I have that, because I mean, now, mate, yeah, like I just think like, we just used to fuck off down there, mate. It's a massive river, like fast flowing river. We just go and play down there, you know. None of us died, but I think you know that 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 definitely accelerate your development more and it's always one of the arguments against homeschooling kids isn't it you know because like homeschooling is getting more popular which kind of opinions on that i will just diverge into that for a second Uh,
2: homeschooling um no go to school unless unless there's some you know mental mental or physical reason where you you can't go to school or it's better off you to stay home and go to school yeah how the fuck did we go into that we get fucking
0: all over the place in here, mate. You got a genius mind like mine; it's not going to be contained in one fucking topic and
2: box. Jesus, what were we talking about?
0: We were talking about your tours, mate, and you being bullied. <laughs> <laughs> I can't you? Yeah. So, like, so when you were out on tour, then you were saying because you were saying that, you know the difference in us. I wanted to get into battles and stuff like that. You, that wasn't the thing for you.
2: When I mean, you, that, you're on about, you no, know, that was the reason for joining up. Yeah, Your that, reason for joining up. Right.
0: Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Hang like, on, oh, I'm, right, I'm, I'm fucking cutting you off on the drinks here. <laughs> so, what? When was there a point, though? Was there a point then when it got to the point when you did start to want that and you did start to want to be involved in the invasion of Iraq? And, or, or was it always just like, oh, well, if I've got to do it, I've got to do it? Or was it something that you began to look forward to?
2: I remember going, I remember um, we were going on Christmas leave. We were going on Christmas leave. Where's Christmas leave? 2002. Yes. Or was it end of. Anyways, going home. Well, the invasion was, was spring 2003. It was right? after. It was after not Fresco. not Fresco it was just before Christmas 2002. Mm-hmm. It was after Opt Fresco, obviously before the tour. And I remember I was driving home and I was literally three or four miles from my parents' house in Wales. I was driving home from Colchester. And we'd been told that day that, right, um we're gonna we're gonna rap we part of the invasion and da-da-da-da-da. I remember going i remember we were in the car and fucking screaming and shouting at myself going fucking yes yes we're gonna war yes we're gonna war um and uh so that's that was that feeling for that i thought fucking right and but that's that's not about uh, i don't think that's about even now i don't think uh, i don't think that's about oh oh get me into battle i wanna be fucking shot at it's about Then it was about job satisfaction. It was was about about doing what you join up to do. with your mates? Uh, No, it was about joining up to do what you want to do. Because at that that time, okay, so pre-2001, pre-2001, yeah, man, the British Army had done very little on a large scale. Mm -hmm. The last large scale thing they did, as in large scale, was the Falklands. They had Kosovo, Bosnia. First Gulf War. Yeah, because that, every, divi- you know, that was forget, I always forget about. that.
0: Yeah, because it was the div- division out there. Right, there yeah.
2: we go. There we go. And, and the Gulf War. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, I do apologise for those fucking Gulf War one bets. But yes, um, that. Okay, so very little had happened, and and um, people. I mean, it, was just, it was one of those troughs of the military. The military goes through peaks and troughs. Yeah. The peaks of, the peaks of, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, morale. The peaks of morale. The peaks of motivation. The peaks of attention, The peaks of Recruitment, funny enough, always tie in and win the fucking military are most operational. 100%? Yeah, most operational. And the troughs happen when there's not much going on. Do you reckon in a trough now? Yeah, 100%. Massive trough. And that trough started 2008, 2009. I think you're right. Well, even earlier than that. I remember we came back from our first Afghan tour in 2006. We came back from there. And um I can't remember any screws there were, full screws there were when on that tour. They were the f- as in in the unit that went on that tour, but something like two-thirds of them, within 18 months coming come back, yeah. they left. That is like two-thirds I, of your most experienced, some of the most experienced people in the fighting unit gone.
0: I think what delayed it a little bit was the recession um, because in 2000, because what I saw was like a blitz. In 2007, we could hardly, we'd add like two-thirds of the numbers you should have in a platoon. By 2009, all of a sudden, we've got four platoons again because of the recession. But then, off the back of that, then, once the rece- worst of the recession has happened, um, it's the same. Because I, I was talking to people about this in um, my friends, a lot of my friends who were serving said there's not really any junior ranks and stuff now with Afghan or Iraq. You know, you're either senior rank or you've left at this point. There's not that met. That, and it, that seems crazy because it, it's not really that long ago. But and I think you're right, mate. I think we are in a one of those troughs. And that's something that kind of like, I mean, look, this around situation will, is ha- that's happening as we're recording this, we'll be releasing this a couple weeks later, which is why we're not going to go with the weeds of it. But it's one of those things that gives me solace when I see a bit of warmongering and stuff, is I just, if you look at history, there are the peaks and troughs, and there's always a reason to go a war. It's just that we don't always, you know, get, we just don't always do it.
2: The, the trough's not a bad thing either, because look mm. at it this way at the moment, look at it this way at the moment, right? Look in Sibby Street. Look at the look at the quality of veterans, They've got to cut about Civvy Street now. The, the amount of veterans that are cut about now, capable people who have experienced some of the hardest things anyone ever experienced on the ground in fucking hell, Ireland, Iraq, Afghan, Sierra Leone, all those places. Those people who experienced all that in the last 15, 15, well, the first 15 years of this century, they're now on Civvy Street. Mm-hmm. That is it's fucking awesome. You know, It's fucking awesome because of what experience they they the life skills, the way they go about themselves, the confidence, the the sort of the advice they can bring in terms of leadership, coping under pressure to to pop is fucking awesome. I think is a and really good thing. Do
0: you think? Would you go as far as to saying that you were forged not just in the army but on the battlefield?
2: Ba- battlefield. Full stop. So battlefield. Full stop. Yeah, I didn't start. I I I like. I I'm I'm fucking hell. I, if you know, if uh, I'm a complete different person to what I was. Almost a, an entirely different person to what I was when I joined up. I still hold the same values, the same beliefs. Well, most of the same beliefs. Same values, the same core sort of moral and ethical judgments. Um, but in terms of um, the quality of... I, I'm, yeah, I'm fucking blowing on trumpet. The quality of person I am, completely different. Would
0: would, would your 17-year-old self recognize you now? Would You You, you know? No, no fucking way. Right, so you, nev- you never would have thought, this is the person I'll go up into? What do you what if you had to guess? Obviously, we're guessing here because it's not you don't look forward that much. I don't think when you're seventeen. Do you know what I mean? Like not like you know because the concept of time is just so different. Mm-hmm. But if you had to make a guess on it, what did what did you think you were going to end up being when you were kid?
2: I would probably have um, I would probably have ended up pushing down the sports route. With some shitty side job like working in the shoe shop, I did that as well. <laughs> working in the shoe shop, or you know, um, fucking Mackies, or and not I'm not saying anything's bad, but pushing on the on the sports front because that's mm-hmm. what that's all I knew. That's all I was yeah. good at: the uh, physical physical fitness. And um, I may mean, not have been a bad thing, but I much prefer where I am now.
0: Well, I've always said the thing about the military, dude, is that we're basically it's it's where all the second tier athletes go. It's like you're not good enough to get, like a lot of us are not good enough. You're always sporty, but you're not quite good enough to make professional. And you end up, it's not end up, because it could be a choice too. But that is, it is like that kind of, you get the occasional person who could have been a professional. But most of us are athletic enough, fit enough, but never quite that kind of top tier. Um, What what do you reckon then? You say, okay, so you're forwards on the battlefield, so. You know, you've got all these... um, qualities now that you never would have recognized as when you were a youngster or thought you would have. And a lot of qualities make you just don't even know exist as a as a youngster. What are the main kind of things that you think you you learned then through um doing tours? And the reason I'm not digging into by the way the details on um too much about your tour is because you know there are documentaries out there, there are books on it, but what you have like is not so much in the public domain is you know what kind of you know Pulling the trigger is pulling a trigger, but it's what's really interesting I think is the you know, what the mental aspect of it and stuff. So what are the kind of what are the kind of attributes that you think you got on the battlefield that you maybe not what would not have got otherwise?
2: Okay, so just to name the same point, just clarifying what I was saying before, forging a battlefield is corny as fuck. You know, you wrote that book, you go, You fucking bluffing bastard. But what I mean what, what I mean by that and sort of to come on to the answer of your question, which I'm gonna ask you to remind me about it again in a second, is um is reason I say forged into battlefield is because on that there's that, that Iraq tour whereas on about the artillery, that's the first time I realised, okay, I'm not really scared by this. And there are some other people who are, I'm not really affected by this, as in getting shot at with fucking massive fucking shells. I'm not really affect I'm not really scared by this, which is a kind of a that's pretty cool. At the time you think that's pretty fucking cool. Mm. Okay. Sort of in a subconscious way. And then when the Af when that first Afghan tour rolled around in oh six which is where you we were really tested in a in in conventional war, conventional battle, conventional tactics, um, and I was just I was just really good at it. Um, I don't, I don't know how to say that without sounding like um. Fuck it, mate. Just say if you're good, you're good at something, you're good at something. just good at it. you know. It, it, it was it was a bunch of us. Yeah. Just yeah, I was
0: gonna say you're not just saying you're the only one that was any good at it. I know. It, but yeah. all, all of a sudden, I yeah, was yeah. fucking
2: good. All of a sudden, in my in my head, I was fucking good at something that was not just something that affected myself, that physical activity mm. It was something that uh, everyone needed me to be, everyone on my team needed me to be good at, otherwise none of my team are coming home. Mm. And if, <clears throat> I know all the other teams need to be good at it, but the same way as I needed them to be good at it for the mutual support, or else the mission doesn't get anywhere, right? And so and so Forged in the battlefield is that. It means that once I once I realized that, when I came back from the O six door, that's when I that's when the confidence so that's when the person I am now yeah. really started to I was gonna say so
0: that that, that was the manifestation kind of point. Started then, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I mean and and that's just something that you see it's a shame really that war needs to happen for this to kinda of happen for some people. It is like that kind of like that that moment where the butterfly comes out of the fucking chrysalis, uh, chrysalis thing, innit? Do you know what I mean? It's like all of a sudden, you know, you it's suddenly emerge into someone and it's because you have to step up. Um and I think sometimes if you look at that could be, for instance, some people really have to step up because they come from a very poor background. They have to provide for the family, so they're forced to step in at that moment. Um, for you, it was stepping in for your mates on the battlefield and stepping up. Is there anything that you think could have matched that without being battlefield? You know, without it being on the battlefield. Is there anything like any other kind of scenario that you can picture if you'd not gone down the military route that would have gotten that
2: same that that kind of you know really kind of brought out your best qualities? I think it would have to be a case of something like um uh catastrophic isolation and 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 reliance on on other people on you like uh and again let's say uh, my, my parents both disappearing when i was 16 17 18 and i mean, to look after my sister for so example. nothing good basically nothing it has to be a bad how situation how can it be how get... can it
0: be Mate, i'm agreeing with you i think it's one of the life's kind of like in a way almost one of life's tragedies that to become your best self you have to go through some fucking shit but it's true i just i just seen it too much to believe it's any other way
2: you can go and do all the leadership courses and all the all the, um, all the well-being courses and all the um, you-can-do-it courses you want, you know, as a civvy, which I've got nothing against them. They're fucking good, right? But when it comes down to it, when things get really, really hard and shit isn't going the way you want it and it isn't going the way you want it again and again and again and again month after month after month after month and you're in the dire straits and you can't see any way out, well, if you haven't been there before... Mm-hmm. Or you've ever experienced it and being able to get out, which most of the safe pop haven't, then you're not going to know you're going to fail.
0: I think the stakes need to be as high as death for you to 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 come out in your in your best. For for the majority of
2: people, you have to think about the mentality of some. You have to think about the like. <clears throat> consider this: the mentality of someone when you when you look at a when you ignore me ignore anyone else ignore even look at yourself next time you see a veteran right and uh, a mate of yours or whatever look at that person and think fuck me for six months day in day out or for how many of any tours you did even if you did one tour day in second in second out hour in hour out, day in day out your life was in line and you were just cutting about like normal, yeah. doing your job like normal. You weren't moaning, you weren't breaking down, you weren't thinking, fucking hell, I could be killing it any minute. There could be a rocket coming in, there could be a mortar coming in. They just cut about like normal. Think of the mental strength that takes. Wanking me. Not, not just dealing with it, <laughs> but dealing with it and just going about normal. Yeah. Normal daily life. And you know, actually bizarre? loving it. Actually loving it a lot of the times too. Some of the happiest days of your life. I'll deal with it when it happens. I'll deal with it it when it comes, you know, because it's what you fucking trained to do.
0: Well, actually, okay, that's a great point because one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was meditation and talk about, the whole point of meditation really in mindfulness is being present in the moment. You are no more present in the moment than you ever were on tour. You want to talk about being present. Like that was your most mindful, wasn't it? Your most present. Um, When you're fucking, if you're sweeping a violin around, looking for an IED, or if you're taking a shot, as a sniper you are fucking well literally di- i mean maybe that's where the fucking maybe, is that maybe where the term dialed in comes from
2: Ooh. yeah no 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 conference call must be fucking civvies <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 um but no i mean cuz you are literally dialed in aren't you cuz you are, you are dialed in like if you are not paying attention as you're on if you're point man your life depends on paying attention it, it can still wander off and that's why it's always always say people if you've got issues at home before you go on fucking tour, sort them out for fuck's sake. Because that, those issues could literally cost you or your mates your life if you're thinking about something else on the tour. Um, but if you're, you know, if you you you're probably going to have been your most present in those moments, and I think that is something that people really miss about it. When people are trying to put their thumb on what did I miss? Yeah, do you miss your mates? Obviously. Do you miss some excitement? Obviously. But I think one of the things people really miss, mate, is being present in the moment. You keep
2: saying that to him, mate. Right? I know what it means. but and, pe- and, pe- it. and people and people who like meditate know what it means. But people, other people listening go, what the fuck is he on about? Well, they don't, mate. Because they
0: listen to Veterans Day of Man on a regular basis. No, it's a, it's a good point. Do you want to expand on it? No, you do. Okay, so being present in the moment... Well, oh, I, I don't want you fucking criticising me for going on any more monologues, you cunts. <laughs> Um The thing about being present in the moment is one of the things we have as, as human beings, we have the tendency to look forward and we look we ruminate on the past and then we worry about the the future. So I'm basically, I'm either going, oh, fucking hell. Like, so it's when Hugh's talking to me, you know, about the your mind's usually pulling you in one of two directions it's going oh um fuck did, uh, what, what did i get done this afternoon with work oh i forgot to do this forgot to do that or it's going right i wonder where we go for scoff later oh, i wonder what i'm going to order for scoff that's kind of like the the your brain has a tendency to pull in those different directions being present being mindful kind of just means you it, it doesn't mean that that stops happening but when your mind starts to go, fucking hell, I wonder what I'm having. Should I get cheese on me burger
2: later? And you go, you just reel
0: it in gently. You're like, oh, come on, mate, come on, back, back to the, back to the conversation,
2: back to the present. You must in connection with what's happening now. You must connect your body uh, with your body and your mind. What's happening now? You must in connection with the environment. What's happening now? Is what it is, right? And that's exactly like and 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 uh, you talk, people mention like I do it now, like little things, like um, you, you know, oh, don't don't go to bed with your phone by the bed. Why the fuck not? Because your phone's by your bed. In the back of your... These days, the back of your mind's going, shall I check it for notifications? Uh, who's rang me? I don't do it now. My phone goes downstairs It stays away. Fuck, man. Do not disturb. I get this. I, well, no. I didn't get to sleep very well last night. Because I'm so nervous about the podcast. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I Boy, sleep so much better. It's out the room. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's just a little example. Um, do you, do
0: you, um, right, let's Let's dig into this. Your phone, do you have like a kind of plan for... Do, does your phone go on Do Not Disturb at a certain time? Do you permanent, use airplane? Permanently,
2: permanently. Do, do do you do you
0: use uh, airplane mode? For, well, uh, anything like that for like for periods throughout the day?
2: It's on. Uh, it's on permanent Do Not Disturb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only so I've got a list of favourites. So like the missus, my kids, the um, kids' mum, uh, my mum, my dad. Uh, you're not on there. But so I shouldn't be. I...
0: <laughs> no, you shouldn't be. Like that. That that list should literally be. Yeah, yeah. If if someone's if someone is in dire trouble, who needs to be able to get through to me is that list exactly. So
2: so the only people, the only time my my phone will make a sound is if I get a message or a call from one of those people. That's permanent, mm-hmm. permanent. Because what what's the fucking drama if I miss a call from Joe Blogs in fucking Harwich? Well, there,
0: there's none. mate There's there's no. none. I'm just we... calling back. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's none, and the, the, most people aren't calling. Mate, most people, the only people who generally call are the fucking banks. Like, there's not many phone calls you get that. I, I, if I see a call coming in, I'm like, "This cunt wants some money off me." That's usually what it is, because anyone else is going to fucking text. Or I do like voice notes, mate. I, I like voice notes for the same reason. It's kind of like that happy. Did hat. I not
2: introduce you to voice notes? I you think you might have actually, yeah, good, I think I you might have lost the people. Yeah, no. Like, I, cause I've got a mate refused. He outright refused to respond when I sent him. Any time I sent him a voice message, he refused, refused to respond. I, but he I, I, even do, get, to I
0: it. do get nervous about opening them in public sometimes, though. Like certain you, friends, yeah,
2: you don't notice, do yeah. If you open the it, like, oh my god, he's such a moron. Like if I send you a voice message, right? you have just going to insult me. i mean, like, right, going interview right. <laughs> I mean, you can do what I want. <laughs> If I, if you open my phone your phone and you got a voice message from me hit play and hold the phone to your ear it'll come to the earpiece you mong you didn't know that did you, you can't use the word
0: mong anymore mate <laughs> I can just use it <laughs> you retarded mong oh, uh, you can, I'm uh, go to so, no that's awesome right. and that makes sense did you not know sense. that
2: no they know it that's why he he refused to di- uh, li- answer uh, ref- respond to me it was not listen until I said that. no you press play and hold it to your ear it comes with the earpiece like a phone you call
0: you know what mate I didn't know I didn't know that never got taught it
2: until now thank you see. I learnt that on the uh, battlefield. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right, wait, well, I'm going to reset the. Uh... Reset the camera for the last bit. Oh, thank God, the camera wasn't recording.
2: What are we going to do if it wasn't recording?
0: I I just fill up the section with some pictures of your tours or whatever. Oh, well, I what fucking careful. It's only 28 gigabyte fucking card. All no, right, fuck it. Won't record the last section. I'll just put some pictures in. 128 fucking gigabyte, God for fuck's sake. I use my phone. You got a card in there? Oh, you wanna use the phone to No, I use my phone. I use my phone. Oh you use your phone. I, I used to, mate, but then um I was having such dramas getting it to like oh, this is a whole different conversation. Well <laughs> basically just, just just assume that I have massive dramas. The cat this using the cameras made it way easier. Um and I wanna start filming proper more content and stuff anyway. Yeah, so in terms of your daily routine then mate, right? Let's just let's just go into that a little bit. Because you're talking about the do not disturb, which I think, to be honest, is one of those little life hacks which makes such a fucking difference in somebody's life. Like, yo, I'd love to see the stats, which I'm sure I could probably find. So I'm lying here when I say I'd love to see them. I'm just going to assume they're really good. If you could see the, the average work, you know, the kind of the increase in somebody's output in work and happiness over a year through using do not disturb. Um, is there any any other things like that that if you were saying to somebody, like little kind of like little tidbits like
2: that for the people kind of to put into life? Uh yeah, phone related again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try and do this and do it all the time. Uh, in fact, we me and the missus went through a we went through a, a period of doing this together for a while, but then um it it just, it just I don't know we just stopped doing it. We start doing it again actually. It is uh you get in the morning the first thing you do is not go to your phone. No. You don't it. go to your phone. Yep. So go downstairs, and it, it's it's like a deliberate, calm start to the day. Because well, what happens, especially on a weekday, right? So what happens when you get up? You, you get up, you and you, for me anyway, I'm const my fucking mind, I'm constantly like racing, racing, racing to do things. So, so it's like a military aspect of things, right? So if I need to get up at, if I need, if I need to be in work at nine o'clock in the morning, Right. And it takes an half hour to get there, right? But I want to be there at 10 to 9. It takes a half hour to get there. So I want to, I want to leave it late. that's by 20 past 8, right? It takes me approximately six minutes to eat my breakfast. If I have it, that means I need I need to uh, be having my breakfast like 14 minutes past 8, okay? It takes me two minutes to brush my teeth. If I having a shower, it takes me six minutes. That's eight minutes. I need to be getting up. But I need to be have, jumping in my shower with my toothbrush at 8.06. Are you're
0: showing... Like, hang on, this is interesting I brush teeth. See, I do mine shower. as I'm having a piss. All
2: right, okay. Oh, Really? Yeah. Anyway, right, okay, so eight oh six. I put
0: right. a poll. Hang on, hang on I got. I put a poll. This is worth mentioning. I did a poll on my Instagram. Um, said like, do you brush your teeth for two minutes or for as long as it takes you to piss? And it was like sixty percent in favor of as long as it took <laughs> <them> to piss. <laughs> and it was. Can you? By the way, um, it was that sixty percent was almost exclusively male. <laughs> we, we are gipping.
2: Um. I don't know if I want to go for a run, let's say I want to go for a half hour run, it takes me five minutes to put kit on, takes five minutes to put kit off. So I go for a run is forty minutes. So then back from that it's eight so that's seven twenty six and then you get up, right? So you, i mean, you end up leaving yourself with not very much time and you're fucking smashing through things. So one of the things we we were doing, um, is we were getting up earlier and it's count. it seems counterintuitive, right? So we wouldn't normally get up until 6.30 stroke 7 o'clock there or thereabouts we would get up at 6 o'clock okay you go downstairs sit on the couch wouldn't even be talking to each other alright there's no phones, there's no couch maybe stick the TV on maybe have a, maybe have a brew we sit there for a half hour we get up a half hour earlier we're doing nothing mm-hmm. nothing we know at half 6 7 o'clock we need to start getting amongst it fuck me man the amount that changes your day you get up a half hour earlier you think you would be tireder? no you start your day off Karma. so you're going in you enter the day calmer you're more measured in your approach you're more relaxed to the whole day you're expending less energy come the end of the day the day's been a lot easier you've got a lot more achieved than you would normally have do it's been a, a generally less stressful day regardless of what you're doing and you to chill the fuck out
0: mate i would take that one step even further um with travel and stuff like that if anyone anyone here's like travel or anything the thing of going down somewhere a night before you need to be there if you have the money to do it for me now, mate. If I'm flying from if I'm flying internationally now, I will go to the airport the night before because most like, airport hotels are generally pretty cheap anyway. Um, and then instead, the next day, it's you can it's it's mad, mad mate. Like I used to obviously, you you're always worried traveling because what could happen on the roads? What could happen with the trains? All these things that you worry about. If you're there at the airport already, you know you just got to fucking walk from the fucking thing. Yeah, and, I ain't but struggling it's, with that. It, well, here's, here's why I really like it though, mate. Right. You wake up in the hotel in the morning, you've got time to use the gym, you've got time to have breakfast, all these things, and when you come into the airport then, you can literally, you feel like you are like an island in like this fucking ocean of people rushing around and stressed, because you are, like you're with your morning, you've started off on a chill footing, they've all started off on a alarm going off at 3 in the morning, so they're already tired, then it's fucking worrying about, oh, will he hit traffic, and mate, honestly, those that eighty quid for a hotel room is worth more it's worth fucking thousands, mate. Cause it means when you're on the cause like the thing is, the flight, that's part of your holiday. Sitting in the airport, it's part of your holiday. If you're a fucking stressed Eric through all that, that's gonna carry through like who wants to start their holiday shouting at the person that they're fucking travelling with?
2: hmm well, It depends how you cope with your mornings and evenings. Mm-hmm. So, what do you mean? Well, morning you're more subdued you've got less energy it's more it's easier to chill out and relax but no you ask me, you got go,
0: mate fucking you look at people in airports
2: mate they're fucking wild no but in the morning you hotel. tell what about when you wake up right but so for me if you want me to go down the hotel well to to, to, to so your suggestion there but when suggest, you say me suggest, go down, so you go down the night before no yeah. I, I i i understand but for me trying to relax in the evening is a completely different cat, fish
0: now go on then let's talk about the evening then.
2: well i wouldn't <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, but what's I say? <laughs> no, no. What's your what's your evenings like? Uh, did you did you did you have paint when you went up to have a piss? He's not in What's
2: my evenings like? Um, do you have a no, Do you have a routine for that too? Or? No, no. I haven't really got routine day to day. which right. is not easy. I mean, I found routine really good. Mm-hmm. Just find it very hard to get so into. So is it because of work? Yeah. Well, yeah. That will fucking work. Podcast. Fucking all sorts of shit, mate. Right? I just need to keep myself occupied all the time. I, I say I need to, I like to keep myself occupied. I feel a need to keep myself occupied all the time. And so... um,
0: Is that, okay, hang on, let's get into a therapist therapist question. Is that because you know that life is short and you want to do as much as you can or is it because you don't like to have an empty mind because you don't like what pops up in your head?
2: I don't know, I'm that much in depth with it. Uh, But now's the time. I think... Let me think about this. I'm not sure mate I'm not sure and I've, I've, I've tried to deep dive this a few times over the last 6, 7 months 8 months because what, what it's been is I feel like if I'm on especially if I'm on my own not with the missus not with the kids it I feel my evening is filled with fucking alcohol <laughs> basically yeah. you know it's there's it's, it's nothing else because I I don't want to yeah that's that's it you know it's the alright
0: to think or not, yeah, but not, think, no, not, not think, but not think in, in the same frame of mind as you're used.
2: No, I think it's, a, I think it's um, being alone thing. I don't know what it's from. Uh, I think it's being alone. Well, let's be honest,
0: thing. mate. Let's be quite truthful about this. In the military, at a young age, you get some very good, um, you get some very good kind of like, let's say, software updates to your mind. You know, so like they could, the army sets up some really good patterns in you, like doing fizz every day. That's kind of installed into you drinking every day is also in store uh, for you.
2: yeah i think in you know, general, i think what it is is productivity mate. And, right. and uh when i when as in my this alone thing i think it's um uh i need so alluding to what you just mentioned so all through from for the most significant parts of my life from 2000 to 2011 when i left um everything you do is with a purpose. Every single thing you do has a purpose and a reason, right? So every single thing you do, you have a value in what's going on, mm-hmm. okay? Um, from going on the Pusher you know, to being on a mission in Afghan, to um, to being on a, you know, going to a local school with to represent the military, just you know, fucking ask some minds in a little community in the UK, mm-hmm. for example. And then I think when I'm on my own, maybe it's a case of, there's no reason for me. What, what am I doing? Right. I'm not achieving anything. There's no reason. What, what am I doing? What am I achieving by sitting down and chilling out and watching TV? Nothing. I need to be achieving. Right. I need to be productive. I need to be. There needs to be. I need to be doing something that is going to produce something. So it's like maybe. So that's side of it, and then it's also not recognizing enough the value of chilling the fuck out.
0: When you when you go for a walk, when you go in the countryside, say or mountains, you're out know, walking, right? Can you be comfortable with that? kind of chillness or because you're thinking right i'm achieving a walk or are you or do you do know what i mean like do you feel like or is there something like when you're out walking you're like oh i should be multitasking i should be learning from an audiobook or something like that
2: no i'm taking much more especially very recently i'm taking much more value in um getting out and, and being and and just going for a walk. No podcast. Uh, no audiobooks. No. Should we, I, should
0: we should, may, we, should we be the last people and should be telling
2: people not to I may flick my phone up and send some messages. I may make a phone call. Mm-hmm. But, um, especially last couple of weeks, fine mm-hmm. enough, where I've been home a lot, especially over Christmas, I'll be making the point of get out of the house, go for a walk. Mm-hmm. I'll go for a walk 40 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And I do it for two reasons. One, go out and be active. Two, um, Get outside, mm-hmm. and three, if um if I'm getting a bit fidgety or I'm getting a bit restless, like I'm going for a fucking walk because it's, it's good, fucking it's mega great, mate. It's a great reset. It's absolutely a great reset, and even better if you if you fucking pin your phone off.
0: Yeah, I I'm, mean, I'm sorry. So like you and I, we did that meditation challenge, right? Since <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. since then, I've hardly done any meditation. But what I have been doing is going for twenty minute walks with nothing in my ears. Well, that's a form of uh, meditation, Exactly. Right? And, and I'm actually feeling better for that. Um, and I'll, because there's a difference. Sometimes you go for a walk or run or whatever like that, and you're doing it for the fizz side of things. But now these walks, I'm literally just, I'm not, if I want to stop and look at a scene and just be present and go, wow, look at that sky. Or go, wow, look at those trees or something. If I want to do that, because if I'm on doing fizz, I'm like, can't stop, can't stop, can't stop. Because you know, you that, that's the, like you said, the mission, that's the achievement. Since I've been doing that, dude, I've I found that that to me is my what well, that walking meditation that suits me a lot more than um the sit down mindfulness. But what I will say is, I think I've only got to the point where I can do it walking because of the training through Headspace and that kind
2: of stuff. Yeah, I look at it in different ways. So I I think when I think when I think about meditation, I I am similar to you. I I see a lot broader things as meditation as as opposed to just an app or sitting there being quiet. So. Um, physical activity, running, you know, uh, or in the gym. Um, when I say this, I mean this is without anything no fucking phone, yeah, no fucking no, iPad, do. no jack shit, right? So that means you're completely focused on what you're doing. Um, and the main ones I do at the moment are, uh, yeah, running. Um, I've I just started back to uh, martial arts. You're doing jujitsu, right? Yeah, I'm doing boxing Monday and Wednesday as well. I'm doing a bit of Mu- Muay Thai as well. Coming oh, yeah. up, you just put that stuff because. You've got to focus, mate. You've got to focus you on can get what you're doing. drilled in the face, hundred percent. So <laughs> and so, but what that is is you're pulling, you're pulling your mind away from normal fucking daily life. Pulling the mind, especially with your phone. The phone is the biggest thing, man. It's the biggest thing these days. You think about how many, how many people, um, well, what percentage of people do on a daily basis, physical activity or meditation? Might get my get, oh, both both do both. No one, one or two, of, one or the other.
0: Oh well, I would say okay, I would say one or the other. Um, I would say it's definitely below 50% do exercise. Uh, Meditation
2: is probably below five. So so, uh, so 75, 75, uh, 65, 50, 60, 65% of people then, on a varying on a daily basis, they are constantly engaged by the shit of life. Just constant information bombardment from their phone, iPad work, they never switch off miserable mate mm-hmm. miserable and and when you hear all you hear I mean, i've said it several times and you i remember you used to see it on tv on like uh mindfulness stuff you say just get outside go for a walk getting inside the outdoors you pay lip service mm-hmm. you pay a complete lip service it's only when you've been to the hardest parts of sort of 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 mental not the hardest parts but hard parts of mental health do you realize the benefits the opposite end of the spectrum oh yeah go outside for a fucking walk
0: <laughs> yeah dude it's like i emailed you today because like yesterday uh yesterday morning because i i do I, my, my phone's always on do not disturb and um unless i'm expecting something you know and um um i and a lot of the time i put it on airplane mode before i go to bed and it doesn't get turned on until i've done my work in the morning however sometimes i'd be like oh i forgot to do that now i need to turn it on and it's like fuck because i know the trap that i'm about to walk into <laughs> Um, cause I'm like, I need to turn this phone on now to get to this. And that's why today I emailed you and just said like, like, this is a, you know, send you a message to like, look, I'm going to be on email because I need my phone turned off for a couple of hours this afternoon so I could write because I know I I, doesn't mean yesterday at the end of it. So I, every day I do at the end of the day, I kind of do like a little review of the day. Yeah. No, enough, enough. And some days I don't, but generally I'll do it at least in my mind, you know, at least a mental one, even if it's not written down. And yesterday, I gave myself a big fat L for the day. And the reason why was because I got sucked into my phone. I got sucked in my phone. And even when I was working, the fact that I'd been sucked into my phone for the time before meant that I was never fully present in what I was working on. Uh, And same when I went to the gym. That phone, because I'd started a day with it, that fucking succubus got
2: me for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah, dog shit. Have you ever done the um you ever tried I think of Peterson. It was it Jordan Peterson I got this picture from? you go to bed at night, the the last thing you do, well, the last like conscious thing you do, um, is you think of a bad a negative thing about the day revolves around you, either what you did or something that happened to you, and you think of a positive thing. Like, I, well, it's I a mean,
0: reflection. I, I do that thing. in the evening. So I my, mine I was a few uh, my mind my, mine varies Sounds gay. time. I,
2: there are people listening to this, mate, I guarantee Mate, like, if they're the still fuck. listening
0: to the podcast, this will be episode 40, I think, or 39. If they're still listening at this point, they've heard me talk about this stuff before, right? And they're completely gay. And they're completely they fucking <laughs> love that big old fucking anal fisting. Um, It does. And this is why I asked the question, mate, about right recognising, because, mate, when I went for my walk today, there's this oak tree by my house, which has got to be maybe t- over 250 years old. It's massive. And I stick my hand on it and I look at it and I'm like, wow, amazing. If you'd have told me that, like yesterday I was sticking up for the whole, I was like, hey, maybe we shouldn't rush into war. 18-year-old me would have been like, you're a fucking pussy. We all need to go. We need to fucking fight everyone. We should be at war all the time. Do you know what I mean? You just change as you get older, don't you? Um, and it does sound gay. <laughs> I mean, we're not slagging off gay people here before someone starts fucking reporting us to the fucking Twitter police or whoever. But uh, you know that's just the word. Like growing up, that is exactly the word that you would use to describe it. My
2: fucking my eldest daughter said it to me yeah, the other day. What? Yeah, yeah, I was impressed. Oh, I do in like, this an day and age. Oh yeah,
0: she got she got fucking balls. Um, but now, mate, it's it, like we know what we mean by saying that, and it's what it's dead on. That's how I feel about a lot of this stuff.
2: Um, but it works, mate. Say, it fucking say, does. Work. This is the challenge, right? This is the this is the challenge with it. We come from a background where fuck, man. We just like we are like you know you think if you're gonna say like who who is who you you pick a bunch of people across sec, across section of society and you got a fucking accountant sorry accountants you got a <laughs> you know you got a you know a fucking a, a shelf stacker and you got um I don't know a, a copper and you got a an ex soldier mm-hmm. and you got a show public and you say like who do you reckon is alpha male in that group mm-hmm. and they're gonna pick the soldier more or less all the time okay now. <clears throat> So we're talking about um tools that we're trying to impress that we would like to impress upon our friends who are all alpha males in their own right, right? They're from like the demographic societies like the most masculine, the most fucking aggressive, the most offensive, non PC people you'll ever meet. And we're trying to we're trying to tell them about tree hugger stuff yeah. because it works.
0: You know what's funny about that alpha male though thing, Because I always used to buy into this idea that soldiers were the alpha males in life and stuff. And then you go out to Vegas and you see some <laughs> fucking, some fat bloke who is an accountant and his accountancy <laughs> firm's doing really well and he's worth 10 million. Um, You think those fucking chicks around the pool are interested in your war stories? I don't fucking think so. He's the alpha there. There's a lot of different ways of being alpha. It's not just about, I can kill people. And there's different alphas in dis- different situations. No, know, alpha's a, not what, about ability.
2: Alpha's not about like, physic- it, well, it is. It's about, it's about it's a lot of things. Physics, it's, so it's, it's, it's fluid.
0: It's uh, like your gender. It's very It is very <laughs> so about ability and probably shit, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's, no. a, it's a bunch of things, mate. It's not as simple as people fucking make it out. It's not like he's got the biggest arms, Gary Jones, and is therefore the alpha. Um, but you're right, mate. Like the, the group of people that we're trying to impress, because both you and me are very similar in the ways that we're like, um, you know, we have quite similar reasons for joining. If not like, I think the reasons I wanted to be in battle were to prove myself. So basically, we joined for the same kind of reasons. You see what I mean? Um, and, um, you know, now it's like, we're fucking, you know, we're big on the mindfulness. We're big on the outdoor stuff. We're big on helping other people and all those, all the kind of things that I would have said were gay, (laughs) like fucking, even like a few, a few years ago. Now, not probably a decade ago, decade ago, I definitely would have thought this stuff. A lot of physical fitness, but physical fitness, but physical fitness was coming at it from a different way as well, because my physical fitness was all about getting my dick wet it was like, I'm trying to fucking, I'm going to the gym and I'm just becoming...
2: three minutes of, of sex does not count as physical activity. I guess. No,
0: forgetting physical activity. You know, mate, I'm a fucking, look at, <laughs> I'm an essence fucking PTI or I was. Um, and when I realised that women are not actually that asked about your fucking physique, they're more interested in your personality, made going to the gym a lot harder for me um, for a while. And then, now I'm in this new thing of, oh, going to the gym, it's not about getting laid. Well, not when you get older. It's about... Actually, like you said, being present, doing something to enjoy yourself. Um, b- because, like, let's be honest, when I go, if, you, if I was to do a study of most of the guys who were in that gym, when you go to the gym, most of them are in there because they think it's going to impress chicks.
2: Uh, and it will. I'm
0: not saying it won't. Oh, right, okay. I'm just saying that that shouldn't be your driving force for going. There's a lot of other benefits to fizz.
2: Going back, I think the single, when I'm... Uh... So again, we're talking about peaks and troughs. I, uh, I, my mental health, peaks and troughs, as does everyone's, right? Whether whether or not you've been through shit in the past or not. Everyone's been through shit, right? Mm-hmm. Whether or not you, uh, you, where you think you are. everyone's health, peaks and troughs. Even the happiest people. Sometimes they're really, 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 really happy. Another day they're just really happy. It's called life, right? isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>, it's <was laughs> called life, right? And um, for me, the quickest, the quickest way I can I can reverse what sometimes weeks into a just a fucking spiral that not spiral it sounds really well I guess a spiral. I sometimes. get what you mean though. Yeah, yeah but d- like just just going down the quickest way as soon as I can become aware of it, conscious of it, is to reverse it, is physical activity,
0: outdoors. It is rapid, mate. Yeah, and outdoors too. Like to, we'll It's so it hard to enact here. though
2: when you are mm-hmm. in a in, yeah. in not a great place. It's so fucking hard mm-hmm. to enact, just to. You can just go out for a walk for half an hour.
0: Mate, I tell you what, actually, I can give a fucking recent example of this. Christmas Day, because I'm a screamer, I hurt my leg while I was out fucking walking before Christmas dinner. And I fucked that. I I couldn't put weight on it. I had to have a week off walking. And the other day, I was thinking like...
2: A week off walking.
0: I know. I said I'm a screamer. So, no, but listen, mate, because there's a good good point behind this. But that's part... Yeah, but that's part of the fucking thing. Like, we are very... Like, for me, to get fucking... If I can't go for a walk... That makes me so angry, and that makes me so feel like shit. And I was waking up in the morning, so like, I couldn't be asked getting out of bed. And then finally, after about a week, I could fucking I go out, and I all I did, mate, and because it still was still hurting, but I went out, just did a mile right outdoors. I was so happy. At the end of that fucking walk, and it was it made all the difference. And then a fucking boy racer came past, and I tried to get him out of his car to fight, and everything. <laughs> and, well, and everything went back downhill, but that's not. The point. Well, listen the thing. Is that, walk uh,
2: the, 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 I realised about the benefit of physical activity on uh, the impact of physical activity on your mental health when I was in, mm. and I. Uh, and this is the thing where I think again, military is very depending on the unit you're in. As in, um, you could be in some fucking REM unit and do anything, but I'm not saying all REM units don't do anything. But fucking hell very lucky to be in a unit where you know lots of physical activity um and then what i and very very of of a huge benefit was noticing i was able to notice over over time over a significant period of time years of when i was on leave when i was on leave i go on the pith right um and uh obviously like we all did constantly but it also completely been the fitness so i go from being Fitness all the time, every day, hardcore to no fitness. And over those years what I came to realise is that as the, as the le as my leave went on, so one, two, three weeks, the longer the leave, the worse my mental health mm. had become. And I, I don't th- I'd never thought of then as mental it. health. Yeah. I never thought oh my mental health's gone bad. I just I, I, I recognized myself as getting grumpy. I recognize myself as getting short tempered. I recognise myself as um as I don't, maybe the confidence got an issue, but it was definitely always too grumpy and short tempered, yeah. 100%. I was, and I was not happy with myself over those weeks. And that would immediately change when I started doing fitness again when I got with the battalion because I was forced to do it, mm-hmm. you know. And then I would just get back into routine. And that that is that was one of the most significant things I took away from the military is being uh, being able to be in an environment where you're forced to do fitness day in day out, day in day out, and then not be forced to do it and go on the piss because that's what's done and, and and somehow be able to recognise the impact of, of that physical activity on me and that's what that is the main thing I think from a mindfulness well-being perspective that took away I didn't know it took away at the time because mate I didn't even know the terms mindfulness and well-being when I left no
0: nobody did mate but like you said like you knew how you felt and that was important mate I think that's a good um, that's a good one to wrap up on there people out there you know don't um don't overlook how you feel. You don't need to know the terms. You don't need if you feel a assert- if you do something that makes you that's making you feel good. Fucking do more. listen to your body. Listen to your mind. Um yeah, and just that's that's what kind of being mindful is all about, isn't it? Is, is recognizing these things and then act acting on them.
2: Yeah, it's, to 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 elaborate on that, that's, that's the one. That's the one side. Of it, the other side of it is that I think that most people. Most people go through life and there's always something niggling at them. There's always something bringing them down. There's always something in the back of their mind. They just not just, just isn't quite right, you know, just a, oh, I'm just a bit stressed. Mm-hmm. Oh I don't know, I'm just I'm just not feeling great today. Oh I've not been feeling great in the last week. And that's how we deal with it. There isn't should not be another way to deal with it, how, how to deal with it. What you should do is you should stop sit and have fucking two minutes and think what is it yeah what is it that's stressing me out because you don't need to have it no exactly you <laughs> that don't need be to have it. you <laughs> do yeah. just fucking stop yeah. and, and it's all and it's always going to be something that stresses you out it's always going to be something that's not quite right mm-hmm. but if you can stop and address each one and you nail it in go okay, fuck i should be ringing my, i man, I'd be ringing. mean it ring my mother for the last few weeks mm-hmm. i'll be or more often i'm not doing it or there's an email over the last week of the shit week and I'll be reading email email i to send this email to my coworkers and it's gonna be awkward and don't wanna do it. Fucking do it. Yep. Because one, <laughs> you're getting rid of that stressor, yeah. two, you're achieving something. Mm-hmm. Something else is gonna pop up. Next day could be two or three days' time. Recognize you're not feeling you're feeling something's niggling at you. Recognize a bit of stress, identify it again, fucking nail it again, achieve something, move on to the next task. Because yes, all the stress has come, but all of those achievements add up and you become much better at coping with future stress and pressure
0: love it mate awesome where pe- where can people find you for more learned wisdom like that
2: uh you can if you go to CharlieCharlie charlie one dot com so charlie charlie one o n e the word one not the number you're fucking lazy bastard. that's where uh that's where my podcast is um obviously you have been a wonderful guest i have been yeah, Enjoyed. and, uh, and seventy two other guests. So uh, we bang them every week. Yeah, Charlie Charlie One it, cool. Come and uh,
0: and also on Instagram, you're on HR podcast,
2: HR podcast, and Instagram. Or, 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 yeah, HR podcast or Ukia. If you go to the website, we'll I'll, on I'll there, tag him know, up
0: as well in social know. media, um, social media posts for this, and then you can um, video over this up on YouTube. Um, mate thanks for coming in it's been a pleasure oh you're still on Twitter as well you, you use Twitter I've stopped oh, using man, Twitter on everything mate on everything. You know, he's on everything look him up just look up Hugh Key, or look up HR podcast and you'll find the man you'll get more wisdom out of him cheers brother thanks for coming in mate cheers been guys a pleasure, nice one cheers guys love you bye
1: yeah listen shout out teaser You told me not to worry, and you wouldn't break my heart You told me you were sorry, yeah, my whole world fell apart You said it's not my fault, and yeah, I've never done you wrong I'm grinding to a halt, now I can see you're moving on I promised I'd get better, and I told you things would change You keep me to the gutter, yeah, I'll never be the same I've gotta let you go, now live your life and spread your wings And yeah, you put on quite a show, and pulled the puppet strings And are you sure that you don't want me? Remember all the pain? Or maybe you should thank me, it's your loss and my gain I'm leaving now forever, I won't hang my head But yeah, you've taken me for granted And you should feel ashamed You sold a dream to all of us A dream that we'd all die for A reason for us all to live And something we could fight for I might just help a man up to his feet Or hold a new bomb But no matter what I do My hands remembering my rifle, yeah Life's hard, I know that Still wouldn't change shit I wouldn't go back, yeah I wouldn't go back Feelings I hold back Memories, fate, yeah, they go first, yeah, they go fast. Good times to come and go, survive the highs and lows Just take a step by step, I guess, yeah, I suppose Good times to come and go, survive the highs and lows Just take it step by step, I guess, yeah